0: Log Talk Radio.
1: I have. Uh, Life has been getting in the way, but um, as they say, uh, I landed on my feet, because a year ago I moved to Atlanta, no job, no roof over my head, other than the gracious and kindness of strangers and friends, and a year later, got a job, got an apartment, got an amazing boyfriend, and I have now sold my house in Maryland, gonna have a great summer. What do you say, folks? Let's wash this last couple years off and move onward. But before we get to all the great stuff we're going to talk about tonight, because tonight is the annual theme announcement for the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. We are all over halfway from... Oh, we are, sorry, I got distracted there. We are halfway to Halloween, everyone. Spooky season is all year on this show, though. Now, before we talk about all the awesomeness that's coming up, and we have a lot of awesomeness to talk about, first hour is going to be recap show. We're going to talk about what we've done, what we saw. We have some promos to do. We're going to do a big summer preview on our next show, but we're going to have a little preview here. And then, then uh, the second hour, we will have, hopefully, Chandra Kay, 15 year not just contestant, is going to guest host as we make announcement the theme and talk about our theme this year. And some of the people know, and some people don't. What is it? We don't know. But one more sad moment. Um, and I don't know if it was coincidence or not. I'm hoping it is. Uh, a week before the passing of Turner Ghost, one of my favorite bands, as you know, he was to the show, and Nathan used to love them. Even though he doesn't anymore, they're not very good anymore. I only like two of their songs on the record. Uh, so <laughs> hey,
2: they might come back. Who knows?
1: But they did drop a pretty fucking good EP record of covers. They do that every once in a while, and they dropped "We Don't Need Another Hero" in the final track, which is Tina Turner. A week later, Tina Turner, unfortunately, the icon herself, passes away in her home in Switzerland in. Um, At 82 years of age, you know, and she only stopped touring two years ago. I mean, it's like kind of amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I really, I'm going to bring on, we have a caller in my, and we'll bring them on. I... I really don't know if we really should say much about Tina's passing because everybody's talking about Tina. Like CNN actually did some amazing stuff. I was really surprised how good some of their interviews were. NPR all last week, almost every show, yeah. had something about Tina Turner. And I listened to a lot of NPR. Nathan might attest to yeah. that because that's my – I when I drive to work, and that's my commute is listening to NPR. Um, yes, and I'm let- old.
2: Lest we forget, right before Tina Turner, we also lost Jim Brown. Yeah, yeah.
1: talk about him Another for a
2: second. Another genre legend.
1: So we'll talk about him, tell him people what he did. Not everyone knows him.
2: Oh man, he was—he was actually had an incredible life, not just a career. He was very involved in the uh, the civil rights movement and was involved a lot with you know many of the marches and everything going on. He was a Professional football player. Then he went on and starred in a whole lot of amazing black exploitation flicks in the seventies. Nope. Um, the the newer fans, I think the role they might know him best as, and his funniest role he ever had was in Mars Attacks,
1: which is awesome. <laughs> I
2: love that so, movie. But but yeah, go go look up Jim Brown. Look at his filmography and just just randomly pick from it. There's great shit all Will all the way through it.
1: Real. I'm going to bring on a caller, seven area code seven six five. You're on with the sexy witches.
3: It's Sean Berkey.
1: Hey, Sean. Hey, buddy. You're early.
3: Hello, hello, hello. Yep, got out. Yeah, got out earlier than I thought. Yep.
1: Well, right now we are talking. Um, we're gonna be talking shop mostly. Uh, you're welcome to be on for this because we're gonna talk about recaps and you know things we watch, music, things like that. Uh, Madness will be at 10 o'clock, so it's your choice. Do you want to stay on with us, or you can come back at 10 o'clock.
3: Um, I'll just I'll just listen in and I'll just bring you on when you're ready. I'll just mute. Oh,
1: well, I mean, if you have anything to say, you're always welcome. Um, John, everyone, this is Sean Burquet from Indianapolis, Indiana, correct?
3: Well, Muncie, but close.
1: Muncie, I knew you were, knew you were up in that area. Um, he's been on The Madness for 15 years, played every single year that we have had, which is kind of amazing. Uh, and, um, you know, and I thought he would be a great addition to this episode for The Madness because... He's directly related to our thing. So Ooh. Hint. what how would Sean Burke himself be part of the madness? All right. So we'll get back to that a little later. Um Raven or Aaron, is there anything you want to say about Tina before we bow our heads and we move on to um the future?
4: Yeah. Um, first of all, bust a deal, face the wheel. If you have not seen Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Tina Turner is a phenom in it. And while the movie Tommy, the Who's Tommy, is absolutely a fever dream nightmare, and I think it's terrible even though I love the music, she plays the acid queen and she rocks it. So check those two out. Uh, if you haven't seen them, and it might be a good time to revisit them, too. Uh,
1: I also, like, well, The Who, I I actually have a soft spot for that movie because that was the first time I ever saw, was it, it's Angie Dickinson, right? That's in that movie? And Oliver Reed, um, they play his parents in the movie. There's so many
4: people in that movie.
1: Yeah, well, there's Baked Beans. That was what my, (laughs) the Asa Queen and Baked Beans are the two by two original memories of that film, which is pretty funny. Um, What about you, sir, Mr. Um, Aaron Kogan? And by the way, folks, I did not introduce my sexy witches, and I feel kind of bad about that. We're kind of moving, because everyone knows us. It's like a warm hug. So, over Raven, you're still located in the Los Angeles area, right? Correct. Yay! Woo! And then Aaron is also, he's in the, he's in uh, Anaheim area, Bueno Park to be exact, which is a uh, city distance from Not Scary Farm. So, uh, do you have anything else you want to say about Miss Tina or anybody else that we may have forgotten to talk about since we've been off air for a month, a month, people? Maybe Aaron, are you Aaron. there? Aaron, we cannot hear you. He was there. He's still
5: oh, there, Oh, darn. My hey, place. sorry. There Hi. he is. Oh, asleep oh, yes, you know.
1: in
0: the wheel, uh, man. A I, I, no, the I, wheel.
5: no, I had to cough, so I hit the mute button, and then I didn't un- unmute back. So, uh, you know. Uh, uh, I was well, being polite. Yeah. Uh, yes, I well, was going to say. Well,
1: actually, I've had a cough for weeks now, too. Ugh.
5: Oh, anyway. yeah. I, I had actually oh, it, uh, today right. I was scheduled to go up to Warner Brothers and pick it with a whole bunch of horror writers. And oh, I just hey. caught a light sneeze and didn't feel it was fair to expose everyone. So I stayed home, but I was depressed about it. And, um, yeah, I, there's a picture up on my Facebook page of everyone posing, and uh, it's really fun. Uh, someone uh, has a, a, a placard for the strike that says, all work and no pay makes Jack a dull boy, and the gentleman's wearing uh, the carpet design uh, shirt from the uh, hotel. So I loved that. Nice. Um, yes, Tommy uh, and Margaret is the actor you were talking about, and Tina Turner as the acid queen. Amazeballs. Uh, Tommy's actually one of Natalie's favorite films. But, yes, anti Entity is, is how I will remember her. Yep. And, of course, all the fucking amazing music. Um, Vimo, uh, which I've been watching for their 80s videos because I watch 80s videos now for some reason. I don't know. Did a whole block. And she's just amazing. Uh, uh, Outstanding. Um, Yeah,
4: I don't know what else to add. I mean, Uh, there were a couple other people we lost recently, too. Um, If you don't mind a quick rundown.
1: Sure, no problem. We got time. I slated three hours just in case for tonight,
4: so we're fine. Nice. Well, we nice. lost Gary Kent, and he was a stunt man who inspired um, one of the roles in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he did a bunch of stunts in like Grindhouse and independent films. And the um, Beverly Theater is showing some of his stuff this month in memoriam. Nice. Um, also, um, Marlene Clark, she was best known, uh, for being on Sanford and Son, but she starred in the 1973 vampire film called Ganja and Hess. Ah. Such a Um, good
0: movie.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she was a loss as well and then really tragically i believe she was 28 samantha weinstein she appeared in carrie the remake with angela bettis and um. um yeah she had a rare kind of ovarian cancer and yeah it it took her down really quickly unfortunately um and then she also did like a bunch of voices for cartoons like Dino Ranch, and D.N. Ace, which are, we are not the target audience, but uh, we may know <laughs> or have children <laughs> who could be. And I think those are the main ones. But gosh, yeah, everyone's, we, we lost a lot this we um, month. Bert we lost Burt Backerack. We lost Robert Blake.
5: We lost oh, Tom Kenneth Sizemore, Angers. Richard Belzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Lance Riddick, which was a huge uh, I mean only sixty. There were so many other things that we were hoping for from him. Um right. for for those of you who are mad magazine fans, Al Jaffe. Uh moved oh, to right. a ripe old one hundred two. Wow. Um Jerry Springer, Harry Belafonte. Yep. Oh yeah, that one hurt.
4: Oh yeah, John yeah, Measley, seriously. who was in Everwood. Uh, But he also had roles, you might remember, in The Mighty Ducks and The Soul Man. Right. Anyway, I think that's my rando.
2: Yes, Superstar Billy Graham. Mm
6: -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The
2: man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, a tower of power.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Beck. No, that's sad. Oh, yeah. I already yeah. forgot. I, almost I had to remember.
2: It. <laughs> it's been a it was... while since we've done an episode. There's been a lot since, a lot
4: of
2: – wow.
5: I I've forgotten some of these. Me, yo. Yeah. David Crosby. Yeah. Lisa Marie Presley.
4: I think once a quarter we need, like, an RIP episode and go over, you know. I think I said yeah. that before, <laughs> after oh, Bowie. Oh,
5: my God. But, you, know you know what I was forgetting? Raquel Welch.
1: Mm. Oh. Yeah. She, sh- her and I shared a birthday. Oh. So. Oh wow. I actually have a, a photo which I did not recover apparently, of me posed as well uh, in a Raquel Welch, not the Raquel Welch pose from the Harry Harryhausen movie, but one of the other ones where she's on, got her, her femme fatale look. So but I don't really, mm. I never, I never found them. <sighs> I'm so frustrated, that other than that, everything else is doing good, I mean, so, <laughs> lots of photos, I'm not so bad off, uh, so, um, but anyway, uh, it's so, like, yeah, some of those did, we did talk about in previous episode, I'm pretty sure, um, but, it, it, I mean, there's just so many people, it's hard to keep track, I mean, there's also a lot of, my friends and my madness themed have lost parents recently uh it's it's uh you know i and they say the pandemic's over but i haven't seen a, a, a like a, a right. um, any reduction in the speed and the amount of people passing um mm-hmm.
0: right.
1: or getting reinfected so, um mm. i also got sick uh recently and it's been taking a month to shake it off and it turns out oh. I and i and i took a test you know thing is not COVID though and i was like why yeah. am i feeling so terrible and um and why is it leaving as long as bronchitis and there's this other virus that's rearing its ugly head right now and that's probably what it is um it, and it all you can I do for that, that is too. It just ride it out. There's no treatment. Yeah, so, I thought it was
4: bronchitis. I took a COVID test, also negative. Yeah. And yeah, it was like this really productive, chesty LaRue-type cough for a yes, good month. and, oh, a, and
1: a terrible mm-hmm. congestion in your head, right? Like yep. almost a head yep. cold, but... Head but in a vice, a, yep. <laughs> yeah, it, your head in a vice. That's exactly how Nathan described it.
4: Yep. So yep. yeah, no Same my
1: thing. God. So uh, here, uh, if we could all do a shot, with a "Here's to health," because we fucking need it. We're none of us
0: <laughs> live forever.
1: Here, here. Um, mm-hmm. We need more blood in our. Maybe we should drink blood. That seems to help. Um, huh, sure. so, no. At least mo- that's what the movie say. Not
0: opposed
1: to the idea, you know, and then like, or or bathe <laughs> in it, like Elizabeth Bathory, uh, you know, we could do that too. And I think yeah, I'm hinting have at to be something. Interesting. Uh, I, I, the only virgin I know is my own daughter. Um, I'd only need to. I, I want to say that sacrifice in case I need an infinity stone. So,
0: um,
1: <laughs> no. anyway.
2: Although I'll say, bet- between Elvira and having seen her last night on the Chainsaw Awards, Barbara Crampton, I think there's still something to that uh, bathing in the blood of virgins thing, and I think some of these ladies oh are partaking. <laughs> let's,
1: let's, let's talk do. about the Chainsaw Awards for a minute, okay? Let's do that. Great. Yeah. Oh, my Please. God. Okay. How many of us screamed our blood? I know Raven and I both probably popped in the sack, same moment. Raven, do you want to tell them, like, the awesome coolness about one of our actual guests being a mm-hmm. special winner on the chainsaw,
4: yeah, they started a new award this year, and it's i, I don't remember the exact name of the award it's, uh, it's the like eyeball. the up and coming
0: it's the eyeball.
4: eyeball yeah so it's like you know keep an eye on these people because it's gonna get awesome and that was our dear friend emily bennett who has been on our show i think twice oh my gosh i screamed so loud i think i broke my brain i was so excited (laughs) i immediately messaged her and then liz right after
1: (laughs) and the other two people who got it was the chick from Terrifier 2 and the kid from Blackbone. So she was thrown in with some heavy hitters. Uh, that right. was really cool. So yeah, I mostly liked the chainsaws. I thought there were some very good wins overall. I didn't think the, 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 the wide release winner was all that, though. I would have chose a different film. But I also am in the minority and not a huge fan of Black Phone. So I was really happy that the girl won. She's the best thing about Mm. the movie. And I was very happy she watched.
4: Spoilers. Yeah. I was watching on um, Shutter Live with a friend from Portland on Zoom. And I remember there was a part where um, Peaches Christ and – David, I can't remember his last name, had a sketch and it was going on and on and on. Uh, oh, about like, so long and married him. Uh-huh. And I just remember saying to my friend, gee, it's really hard to tell there's a writer's strike right now. Oh
2: uh, <laughs> The funny thing was, was they like, went right they went right like, from that sketch into the screenplay award. <laughs> right.
4: Right. So yeah, some of that interim writing was pretty weak, but for being on live during a writer strike and knowing that, you know, it's still, even though the chainsaws have been around for a long time, they haven't been around in this format for very long.
0: So Mm -hmm. it's still
4: kind of a baby awards show and. You know it's what we have right now, and I'm fine with that. I just hope that it keeps growing i
1: I hope they continue to do the the more obscure awards. I'm liking that they're giving out shorts now and reality television yeah. and you know yeah. I like all that they need to redesign their podium. their podium stinks oh uh, yeah I mean seriously uh, uh, your award show lives or dies by its podium um and it, that one is. No, just no. The the base was fine. It was the top, thick that shit. It looked terrible on camera. Um, the you and, could tell it was a writer's strike for a couple of reasons. Uh, a couple of writers won wars, and they weren't there. Uh, huh, right. So. Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, One thing I noticed, and it was it was the head haunters that oh, that pointed out to me. I don't know what they made the envelopes out of. <laughs> I. But people were having so much trouble opening those <laughs> envelopes. Like, they were straight up having fights with these things. Is that Tiffany Shepard? She just, yeah. bam, like a pro. But oh, everyone yeah. else, like, I thought they were going to need an actual chainsaw to open these envelopes. It was amazing. Right? she sure.
1: Um, And the Chainsaws did do one thing that was super overlooked. And one of my biggest bitches about the Oscars is that the cinematographer to Nope was not nominated. Like, and he's like a way famous cinematographer and he won a Chainsaw. So, you know, so fuck the Oscars. The Chainsaws are, are making up for what the Oscars overlooked. They also gave Best Director to Jordan Peele. And
0: they
1: he was kind leave. of he was kind of wigged out by it. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> now I remember when they when they said that they were about to give the practical effects award. I didn't even know who was nominated. I said, "If Damien Leone doesn't win this, the entire show is invalid." And boom, there he was. They gave him the thing, and it was cool because, like, for those of you who haven't seen it, he held up the cover of the uh, the old Scream Greats. Tom Savini documentary that Fangoria oh, yeah. put out so many years back and said this is what made me want to be a horror filmmaker and now I'm getting an award from Fangoria and it was just it was a really cool for, full circle type of story.
1: Yeah. Well, nice. he, he also won best kill uh for Terrifier 2 because uh-huh. uh, and that and that award's a writing category. So, uh, you know, the year last year it was the red it was the red slicing uh, award from the, fear, the the Fear Street movies. Um, but this yeah. year it was Fire Two, and I will have to say, a graphic kill. It wasn't my favorite kill of the year. Favorite kill of the year, i on record. I still say is from Nope. I think that 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 whole sequence is just from the moment he sucks them all up to the moment to the moment they're raining blood on the house. It's just. A phenomenal, like that. That's a perfect movie in that sequence, and I love it. Uh But the, I will say, Allie's death was the most gruesome thing I saw this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know. Have Sometimes you, I think have those
5: you, get conflated,
1: you know, right? I, think, I mean, my favorite kill in a slasher movie is done for laughs, but it's so well done that I, you know, it, it's a perfectly timed kill. There, There is an art to an on-camera kill. Uh, I really do yeah. think there is. So especially when there's practical effects involved. So Megan was fun. Megan's mostly practical. Yeah, I had fun with them. Yeah. Um, actually, I would say that this year has been a very strong year for horror. And it's mm-hmm. a possibility that Nathan, as a scholar now, could have collaborated. We have mentioned calamity of snakes has dropped. I have seen it, um, and his and listened to Nathan's commentary track as he's trying to be a as people have review hidden reviews have called him historian and film scholar.
2: Neither, oh. neither neither the titles I deserve, but, I mean, but that's awesome. Everybody, yeah, mm-hmm. they've uh, they've called Brad and I cinema scholars, film historians, all that kind of thing, and. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, it was an interesting experience recording that because as many of you know, I'm terrified of snakes and that is the <laughs> ultimate snake movie. And yes, you will hear me scream like a bitch during this commentary track. <laughs> um, it's it, For those of you, it is a super rare thing, but if you ever want to hear me, Mr. I'm no Scared of Any Movie, get actually scared to death in a movie, that, that's the commentary track for you. <laughs>
1: Now I'm going to actually review the movie real quick here. Um the movie itself is a a roller coaster ride of good and bad. And not good and bad like mm. B movie bad. Like bad bad. Like like they oh. they actually kill many many snakes.
2: Yeah, the there's a lot movie. of animal cruelty in this like, movie.
1: Like the the animal cruelty is on par it's probably the second worst thing I've ever seen Number one being Cannibal on a couch. It's a little bit easier pal- More palatable for some reason Than Calamity of Snakes And I know there are people out there That would watch that movie And not give a shit how many snakes are dead um, now that's their loss. I love all animals and I love snakes, and and Nathan and I are completely opposite ends on that because I absolutely adore snakes. Ah. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I also, don't want
2: to watch. I don't want them to get killed. I just don't want them anywhere yeah, in my general but, vicinity.
1: But there's some really that's good where, things too. They actually show someone in a wet market skinning a snake, and I actually think that's interesting because that's actually stock footage. Um, I actually thought that the, there's this whole kung fu sequence with this big boa con- big boa constrictor. It's off the fucking chain. It is so dumb and so fun, and it's like there's no snakes, real snakes in that sequence, hardly at all. It's just dumb. there are moments where it's just snakes in a box, and and Nathan pops oh, and cries yeah. like a little girl, and that is pleasing <laughs> to me.
2: There's uh, scenes where you'll just, the people will be send, standing there just having a conversation, and, and you can tell someone, someone from off screen just yeets a huge ball of snakes at their face. So like, whoop, yeet, Here's some snakes. I'm like, no, fuck that! You couldn't pay me enough to be in that movie.
1: Like, like there's many. Mo- here's what I don't get: these snakes. There are multiple species of snakes in this movie, and there are so many of them. Where the fuck did they get all of these snakes for this movie? I want to know. Like, nobody, the, the scholars on their commentary track <clears throat> couldn't tell me that answer. Because they were too busy uh-huh. going, oh, God, oh, God, like that. <laughs> um, it, it, was,
2: it was me freaking out and Brad, as, as one blast. of you put, gleefully taunting me. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: it, 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 it is very much a Adam Gree, joe Lynch situation where Adam Grey is absolutely like, disgusted and, and Joe Lynch is just laughing yeah, at if, him going, aw.
2: If you've ever heard their commentary track from Serbian film where Adam is just traumatized and Joe Lynch is just poking him the whole time, that's basically what it's like.
1: I, nice. I, I, I have mixed feelings about this film. It is the 70s. I don't think I'd revisit it very often because of the animal cruelty. But I'm glad that I got to be in a world where I get to hear Nathan cry like a little girl on camera, <laughs> it, on mic, immortalized for years to come. I can play it at his funeral if I want to.
2: Even if, even if you don't like the movie, buy it so Hunter Films will hire us to do more commentary tracks. There you
1: go. All right. All right. So, Aaron, throw something out at us. What movie, TV, or music have you been listening to in the last?
5: Oh, well, um, I did my second run through Willow the Series before it got taken off of Disney+. I didn't
1: I'm get to even see it off one about time. That. I didn't even get to see it one time.
5: Yeah, you know, sometime we might have to have a – a whole show about this new trend, which I do not like, of all these platforms taking shit off their uh, their platform so we can't see it anywhere. Uh, I thought Willow actually deserved a second season, but to pull it after six months made me very, very sad and angry, and I went on the silly website and said, yo, um, you can bring back... Willow, you can bring me Dof, Donald in Math Magic Land. You can bring me uh, uh, Dr. Sin, uh, that, that wonderful yes. series, The Scarecrow of Romney Marsh. Um, and you can give me a goddamn season two for Willow. So, yeah, I did that. And then yeah. um, we just finished uh, the series uh, Interview with the Vampire. And uh, freaking loved it. Really looking oh, forward to the next season.
1: Nice. Nice, that's good. Um, I haven't seen either any of that. I also want to add uh, Child of Glass and Watcher in the Woods to your list for Disney Plus. Yes. Get, get off their asses on the Watcher in the Woods in particular. You can you yeah. can get Child of Glass. You cannot get Watcher in the Woods, and we need it.
5: So what is up with that? Although all the uh, Indiana Jones and uh, Young Indiana Jones just dropped today on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm going to go see the movie. <sighs> we're
5: yeah. going
1: to go see the movie. It, it, it's
5: not looking good, but I'm going to go
2: too. We're going to go
1: see the movie. We are zombies. We will see the movie.
2: <laughs> I, I do want to say something in favor of Disney Plus while we're on the subject. Okay. And they gave me recently probably my favorite moment in any media this year. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. This is a slight spoiler.
1: Oh yeah, we got to talk about. But it have we?
2: Have, have we all seen the Electric Mayhem show?
1: John, have you seen the Mayhem show yet?
2: I have not. Okay, well. All right. The, the, you, pl- might wanna, you might
1: want to plug your ears and blah of because you're gonna pop if you hear this.
2: Because there's a moment where Peter Jackson is <laughs> directing a video. And Floyd says, man, we haven't seen you since that night in Wellington when we met the Feebles. And everyone and goes, oh, shudder. Oh. <laughs> so we have legit confirmation that the Feebles and the Muppets exist in the same universe. That is fucking amazing. Uh,
1: we had, I, I freaked, I popped and freaked out. And then Nathan was like, Did we hear that right? We had to rewind it to make sure we were actually hearing what we were hearing. So Alright, you can bring Raven <laughs> back. Hey, Raven, you back? Thank you. Okay Yeah.
4: <laughs> I love all that.
1: Okay, good. And and Sean, and the soundtrack, I hope you follow. Love, love, I think
4: would
5: we'll hit number one on vinyl or something ridiculous like that.
2: Oh, did it? Did, For yeah. For sales? Yeah. Not, I mean did the, did se- the se- even even apart from that moment, the series is great. Yeah, it really is. Natalie had a good comment.
1: Go ahead, go ahead.
5: I was just going to say, she said, uh, it's got kind of an after-school special ending to every episode kind of thing. And if that's the worst thing about it, I'm okay with it. And everything else is pretty clever and fun and enjoyable. And uh, the cameos, including (laughs) the Peter Jackson one, are all really fun.
1: There was two great episodes. There was mostly good episodes. I, I overall, I think it's an okay show. But yeah, like I like how like like the lead actress. I thought she was not very likable, but I did like how she kept underestimating that how how they knew everybody already, because they yeah. you know they've been around for four decades, so you know of course we know these people, you know. But I didn't I didn't think she was very likable, and I, I liked her sister more, and I mm. agree with. In about the the hookup part, which is a very tip even though there wasn't no corporate daddy really in this one, which is usually a standard Muppet thing, which I found interesting about yeah. about the about this show. But what really stood out to me is that the uh, the two Dr. episodes Doctor foot you know, fetish. <laughs> that was <so> weird. <laughs> um, no, come on, we can't talk about it. Raven Raven hasn't seen the show yet, so
4: we can't oh, talk sorry. about it. Um, I'm just dissociating. I'm fine. <laughs> the <laughs> okay. desert episode. Uh, but, that yeah, episode the,
1: the, the Minecraft episode was brilliant. Um yeah. you know, uh absolutely brilliant. Like that episode's funny and the one before it and that was the one with the documentary with Peter Jackson. Those were the two great episodes. Um, you know, um and the music supervisor was uh, Michael Giancone, right? That, he's, the score, he's the famous scorekeeper. Did you see who his executive producer, the one that was producing his music during the show was? Mm. It, it said Linda Perry. Linda Perry was the lead singer of Four Non Blondes and wrote for Pink. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of power behind the throne on, on that show. Like Disney was paying money for the for the people behind uh, Mayhem, so you know I, I I'm glad it exists because Electric Mayhem is awesome and Doctor Teeth is Doctor John and I I miss Doctor mm-hmm. John too, so, so that's Here's cool. It. Yeah, so uh, let's see what else do we have to talk about. Just, uh, so positive on Disney Plus, a lot of negative on Disney Plus. Um, mm. I I. They're turning Disney Plus and Hulu into one big mashup, like Max and and uh, the other whatever the Warner Brothers, whatever the hell they're doing. Discovery Television.
0: Um, oh yeah.
1: I'm really not. I'm really not happy about any of that. But.
2: Um, I mean, we all know. knew that streaming wasn't going to remain the wild wild west for long.
1: No, but, but, the, the, you know, the, but the, I had
5: no idea that they'd start pulling their own shit that we can't get anywhere else. And I mean. Of all the people on the planet Earth, the people on this party line right now are the biggest media advocates probably anywhere to be found. So I, I'm obviously preaching to the perverted and converted, but mm-hmm. God damn it, what are we supposed to do if we – I mean, I can just go onto Amazon and get a copy of Ready Player One since nobody else has it unless i want to buy it on Prime. But what am I supposed to do if I want to show someone the series Willow? I am out of luck. You
1: know, or they don't release it at all because it makes more money to not release something, which I never quite understand. You know, I'm looking at Batwoman at that. You know, um, you know, the,
5: the Disney, you know, released from the vault system is exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, no, Remember it, that?
5: Back in the day? You when know, you mm-hmm. you,
1: you're so right. You're 100% but right. But let's, there's still a one oasis of love and and now all four of the fp movies are on it for free and that is to and to be yeah not, not only can you find anything you want on to uh like i said all four of the fp movies are now on to and i've been told by more than one of the filmmakers that to actually is pretty good about taking of uh, paying paying uh the people for their for their property rights. I'm
2: so rights. happy to hear you so, say that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Tubi's um, a fucking goldmine. So we we love Tubi. We want to give Tubi a warm hug. Tubi and now no <laughs> more excuses, folks. You can now watch the Jason trilogy, the uh, trilogy, the four, um the four FP movies for free. Uh, you know, on Tubi, among other things.
0: Right. So
1: if you know, you could watch. And you can watch some of the movies that inspired it. There's Mortal Kombat on there. Uh, there's Barbarian Queen inspired some of Jason Trost's movie. Uh, you know, things like eight, middle of the road, awesome sword and sandals, 80s films. When I We were moving into this place. That's what we had in the background was to be running sword and sandal movies, with Lana Clarkson. <laughs> so, you <yeah, laughs> know, things like that uh so if we love Tubi we needed to find some just franko movie the other day um as one does and uh, <laughs> <what> <laughs> is, guess who had it Tubi however
2: also nice. also Pinnacle
1: frank and thug.
2: Frank thug, frank thug is currently on Tubi
1: ah frank mm-hmm. and thug which nathan's in uh and our boy richard tanner directed
4: uh so um, yeah Percy, remember we had him on the show he just had um hello pillow- Pillow Party Massacre nice. drops on B and he just won the Crypticon Award for Best Film nice. in Seattle.
1: Yay! Wow. See that? We love Tubi, and
2: congratulations!
1: Tubi. Um, yeah. So yeah. there's. So we love Tubi. So you know. Fight
2: in we'll, the good we'll, fight.
1: Let's let's keep Tubi. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to put a protective bubble around Tubi because Pluto has been Pluto was one of my favorites, and it's been kind of broken now, but. To be still the wildness, so we love that. Um, let's see. I was trying to think. Did I see anything new in the theaters? I'm not really sure. I have.
2: We um, have we have three that we uh, new releases that we watched right there together, and it was oh, yeah, the one I did. and the one I thought I would like the least is the one I ended up liking the most.
1: Oh yeah, that's huh. right. We we saw the Dungeons and Dragons movie. We saw Redfield oh. and we saw the uh, Exorcist, the, the Pope's, uh, Exorcist. Pope's Exorcist. So, um, and, uh, well, I don't know, have you guys, any of you seen those films?
0: I saw Dungeons no. and
1: Dragons. You saw Dungeons and Dragons? Mm-hmm. What did you think of Dungeons and Dragons?
4: Be honest. It was okay. better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's kind of expectedly reliant on some CGI, but uh, it's it's cute and easily digested. Hmm.
1: Uh that's a better review than I'd give it. Um, it was all right. <laughs> Ew,
0: R-
2: um. Ren- Renfield was what I was expecting. It was just it was stupid fun. But it was it it yes, it was incredibly stupid, but it was fun. However, the Pope's Exorcist, I went in expecting to hate it and that movie had no business being as fun as it was. It was pretty
1: good. I was kinda surprised. Silly fun? It is No, it's a serious movie, uh, but it's it's what. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead. It's one third horror movie. The rest of it, it's a rogue cop flick, complete with like the chief chewing him out as he walks out of the thing because he was the only he bent the rules to solve the case and all this shit. It's like it follows a rogue cop model, but he's an exorcist. it's, yeah, he's, he,
1: he's looking to retire. He's doing one last case. He has a rookie priest that's helping of him. Shit, you
2: know.
1: Yeah, it, it seriously, it really does follow that model.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, lethal weapon with demons. It's however, hard.
1: Russell Crowe is surprisingly good in it. But then again, I always feel that way about, like, Russell Crowe. He's like Tom Cruise. I usually don't like him, but then, like, he throws the performance down. And you're like, I forgot. He can actually do stuff. Uh, you know, so he was yeah, good I remember at a, it.
2: Yeah, we were watching it, and I'm like, this is, a, this is a rogue cop movie. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, wait a minute, this is a Marvel movie. And i like, wait a minute, <laughs> no, this just became a buddy cop movie. And there's, it's all about demon possession. So I mean, it's the And weirdest. driving
5: around on a, yeah, on a little, little
2: scooter. <clears throat> a right. It's aw- like yeah, It's, yeah, it's not going to awesome. change your world. It's not going to be anyone, your, your favorite movie. But you're going to have a good 90 minutes watching this movie. So I, I recommend it. Right on. I, that, at the end of the I film,
1: mean. it talks about the real guy, and, it, and at the end it goes, and he wrote many, many books. They're really, really good. That's the yeah. last line of the
0: movie.
2: Huh. So it actually know. says the text on the screen, and he wrote yeah. many books. And then it goes away, and all of a sudden it comes up, they're all very good.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so. Has anybody
5: in this group seen any of Picard?
1: No. Or the season that just
5: ended. All right. No.
1: No.
5: We can't have a Picard discussion, but
1: I will say. Tiffany Shepha says she was
5: in it during the Chance Awards. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, this last season was easily the best of the three seasons. And uh, it opened up a lot of possibilities for things going forward. And the fandom is – I mean, it's Star Trek fans, so you know when they're not yelling at each other, um, there's a large swath that's very excited for the possibilities of what this series opened up.
2: Let me ask you a question. I am—I would call myself a, a casual fan of Next Generation. It's not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like a hardcore, but I, I, you know, I watched it when it was on and enjoyed it. Is Picard something you think a casual fan of Next Generation would enjoy, or is it really for the diehard?
5: Um, I think that's an excellent question. Uh, I kind of put myself in the same way. I very much consider myself a hardcore Trekkie overall, uh, DS9 being my favorite. But, yeah, I don't have the emotional attachment uh, to TNG that a lot of people have. But, that said, I very much admire the actors, uh, the writers uh, of the next gen. And uh, there were parts of season two that I really liked. Um, season one, I, I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again. But, no. Uh, season no. three? It's definitely, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Season three is definitely worth watching. But um, if I could recommend anything to you at all, even as a casual fan, Lower decks, which is coming back shortly, and uh, there's oh oh even before that we get uh, Strange New Worlds, which I absolutely love, and for some reason pray, praise the the great bird of the galaxy. We're getting a crossover Lower decks Strange New Worlds episode that I can't wait to see.
1: Um, Paramount. And then the perfect. background going nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have Paramount Plus. That's why I don't have any of the Trekkie stuff. Because actually, I'd probably be watching most of those shows. I really do want to. What I've seen of Lower Decks, I've really, really liked. So I would like to watch more of it. Um, it's and- not
5: just. I mean, I, I was really on the fence about a, um, a funny Star Trek and uh, some of the writers from Rick and Morty and how is this going to work. And I don't know. And yeah, they got me. I mean, not just from the comedy aspect which is pretty fucking funny, and the Easter eggs, which are plentiful, but just as Trek. I really like it. Uh, Lower Decks. Okay,
1: yeah. Lord, great. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> we have a
5: second. <laughs> <laughs> she just refuses to call in. <laughs> oh, I, <all> the time. <laughs> but to be fair, but... she she's starting on the flautas, so it's okay.
1: Well, and and very soon it'll be madness, and they will probably participate, especially after they hear (laughs) this year's theme and what we're and some of the things we're already talking about doing. So you know, Mm -hmm. um, fifteen minutes—can you wait any longer?
4: Mm -hmm. Um, I'm
1: trying to think that if there is anything else I need to talk about, because there always is, and I never Mm -hmm. remember until it's too late. And I have a bunch
5: of other geeky stuff I could tell you about briefly. Wait, wait, um, yeah, I
1: think I haven't
4: turned yet. <laughs> okay, oh, go, great. go, go, I, you I, go. I'm go. Like, oh. <laughs> I haven't been able to go, and now there's
0: only
4: 15 minutes, and I'm, I'm going
0: to cry. Go. It's a 15-minute.
1: It's it's Remember, we have three hours tonight. We are slated, and, and be calm, be calm, because we have plenty of time. I always, this is, this is
4: the chill <laughs> episode. This is our We well, never have to episode. go. I'm trying to think because I always have 50 things I already wrote down. <laughs> you always write 50
1: things down. Virgo, dude.
4: Virgo. All right. all right. I saw a little movie called The Little Mermaid. Well, that's
1: right. Okay, give us our, your review of The Little Mermaid. First of all, though, I need to know, are you upper big fan, little fan of the original?
4: Oh, um, I saw it the day it came out. It's the first movie I saw multiple times in the theater.
1: I okay. stopped counting
4: at 27.
1: <laughs> so you are definitely, okay. So tell us about the new one then.
4: Alrighty. righty. So in general, I don't really care for the format of how Disney is doing the live action catalog of all their old stuff, but I realized it's not for me.
0: <laughs> mm.
4: um, so before I saw The Little Mermaid, really besides the trailer, the only thing I had seen was this thing on TikTok with all the, like a whole bunch of little black girls watching the trailer and discovering that Ariel was black. And them crying with joy or screaming, or just like <laughs> their eyes widening, and I was bawling, right, so um, the part of the world moment is the first time you get to hear Holly Bailey sing, and it's insane. Um, mm-hmm. my body just started crying for me before my emotion came because part of it, part of me watching this is imagining all the girls in the world who have representation now and the feeling they're going to get. I'm going to cry now. Um, <laughs> like similar to how I felt when I was seeing the little mermaid or beauty and the beast and going like, I'm different and I feel isolated and I read books and I'm interested in weird things and archeology. span Like, Ariel is a fucking archaeologist. She loves, <laughs> she loves that shit, right? Trinkets mm-hmm. and all that. And um, she catalogs Gadgets it too. and gizmos
2: are plenty. I mean, I'll she
4: say, organizes yeah. her shit.
1: She's not just throwing it yeah. all in hmm.
4: All right, right. Um, hmm. She, Hallie Bailey, is the perfect Ariel. She is gorgeous and curious. And it's really hard to act when you can't have lines. That is some of the hardest acting you will ever do because you're the one who's writing your lines. You still have to say them, but they're in your head. And you're still responding to people, but in your head. And um, you have to be really smart and really talented to do it well. And she nailed it. Um, There's you know just there's some like art art production stuff i wasn't particularly a fan of um if i had to nitpick eric gets a solo that i think could be omitted cuz our runtime here is like 2 hours and 8 minutes and that's, that's a long lot. time for kids that's a mm-hmm. long time for some adults um so you know he gets his whole solo there's they they moved some stuff from the stage musical into this um so there's songs that are very obviously not Howard Ashman and they don't sound like the same, um, like they come from the same world and they, they get a little jarring, particularly Aquafina is Scuttle and she has a song, um, that is really, man, it hurt my ears. (laughs) It's really hoarse yelling and not particularly singing. It's just yelling on key. Um, So that, oh, my God, I I wish I could mute this part. Uh, But overall, uh, it's really pretty to look at. It's beautiful to listen to. And I think everyone who's mad at it, besides, like, the asshole racist who can just go fuck off, um, need to realize that if you are mad at it, maybe it's not for you. And maybe you're mad that... um, It's not for you. And that's what you're mad at, you know? That's what it seems like. But I think as far as all of the live action ones go, this is the best one. Raven, this is Natalie. I have a question for you. Yes. Hi. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Um, Hanging in. All of the uh, previews that I have seen have been looking like they're shot for shot uh
1: taken from the animation uh the the first animated one Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh i was curious uh with the exception of all of the things that they added
4: is that something that they just sort of sprinkled in or is that the bulk of the movie it's sprinkled uh there's now like the first 15 20 minutes it's almost identical Um, and then all of a sudden it starts swaying, uh, straying because you'll realize there's a song or two missing, uh, the most heartbreaking of which is Les Poissons is gone. And I think that was a misstep. I would rather have Eric's weird brooding solo cut and return Les Poissons because it could use a little more comedy, I think. And also, I can't remember his name. Oh, my gosh. He's so wonderful. Um, who plays King Triton in the movie. Oh, Javier Bardem. Oh, Javier yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Hello, Daddy Triton is all I'm saying, <laughs> man. He is
0: gorgeous.
4: <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I kind of see your point of view, except for, like, breaking your kid's shit. I've always been mad at him for that. But he, he brings a new depth Um not just under the water, but in that character, you can. Oh man, he's such a good actor. It's just like he. I don't know. Uh, someone pulled in a favor. It looks like because he's just just such a better actor than a lot of people in the movie. <laughs> but he's he's gorgeous, and yeah, that's something for everyone as well. You know, <laughs> the extra <excited> bonus.
1: <laughs> uh, well, so thank you. Is- Thanks. Um, Thank you for calling. That I appreciate it. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) All right. How is Melissa McCarthy as as Ursula?
4: Uh, You know what? I would say adequate. Mm. As is the design of Ursula, adequate. Um, I think Queen Latifah would have been a better choice. She did so great in the live musical.
1: It was the only yeah. one I liked about the
4: live version on that. Right. I Right. Yeah, I, I, I think hated it. was timing. Though. Yeah. Um, I think it was timing as far as why Queen Latifah couldn't do this version. Um Melissa has a pretty solid voice that I was surprised at. She's got she built some pretty hard hitting notes and I had no idea she had that talent, so that's pretty cool. But there's still, I, I think it deserves a bigger singer, a bigger voice, and a bigger design. I think her makeup was pretty flat.
1: Well, I'm sorry Aww. to hear that. As Ursula yeah. is one of my favorite villains, as you know. So Right. Yeah.
4: Wow. You know, it's, a, I mean, it, I really, it's just like, okay. You
1: know? If <laughs> Ursula had lost her temper. Know, all right. If she hadn't lost her temper at the end when when her babies were killed, she would have won. Yes. She, yes. but she lost her temper. So, right. So, and, 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 and she 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 might have been, she she was definitely like I've never really like saw Ursula. I I thought she was a villain that actually had reason to be vengeful. There's always something about yeah. Titans' behavior. I've always suspected that cuz they in the in the book they're they're actually related. So, yes, um,
4: they they did that in this. So like the they have more background and a lot of it's based on the book. Um so mm-hmm. if you're a fan of the actual fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen, cool. I think you'll get some fairy tale easter eggs that, you know, if you're only a fan of the Disney film you might miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's cool.
1: Uh you know, yeah. I've been I've been curious, but there I've been missing a lot of films in the theaters, like I missed John Wick and I miss uh, just so many. Into the Spider-Verse is almost here. I have to go see that before I miss it. We haven't gone to see Guardians of the Galaxy yet either. Um <laughs> so. Yeah, um, but let's, uh, we are going to have a bigger, we're going to talk more about this stuff on our next episode. So before we go and start to switch gears though, Raven, you first, talk about your important stuff. Cause you have some big shit going down and congratulations.
4: Thank You're you. Sure. Um, wow. Wow. So I'm heading to Portland in about a week now to be a part of something called the Outright Theater Festival. It's been going on for 12 years and it's won eight Grammy Awards, which is Portland's version of the Tonys. And what it is, uh, it features presentations and workshops and incubators and panels for queer creators and artists. Uh, in an effort to get them on center stage because no other theaters will do this kind of thing. So the main show they have runs all month long, and that's called The Pursuit of Happiness or The Wacky Lesbian Adventures of Brillo Pad and Hula Hoop, which is a musical. That's
5: a great title. (laughs) Right?
4: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's about uh, an atomic bomb about to hit everybody, and um, they all – they all reveal their deepest, darkest secrets and then find out the atomic bomb isn't actually coming and have to live with their secrets. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that sounds amazing. There's a workshop production called Crumbs, which is uh, loosely based on Hansel and Gretel and um, about a queer utopia breaking and um, two children needing to figure out if they're going to try to get back to the real world or stay in this broken utopia. And then there's three readings, and I'm a part of the readings. Uh, The first reading is called The Queen of the Deseret, which is um, a three-act musical based on the true story of Brigham Young's son, whose name was B. Morris Young, also known by their drag name, Madame Petrini. And it is all about Brigham Young's son's um, drag career. And he also cross-dressed when not on stage. So that's going to be really interesting. And then Portland Powerhouse, uh, wonderful trans woman playwright, wrote a play called Blonde on a Bum Trip, which is about... um, Trans actress Holly Woodlawn, Candy Darling, and Jackie Curtis, oh, who huh. were working off-Broadway and then uh, rose to underground film stardom with Andy Warhol. Yeah, And then finally, my show is called Sappho, the Tenth Muse, and it is not plot-driven, but it is set at the Temple of Aphrodite and its six different personifications of love. Um, Kind of questioning the white, cis, way Sappho's poetry has been translated. Um, And the big secret coming from me is that though Sappho lived on Lesbos, which makes her our first lesbian poet, she was also married. She had a daughter. Uh, She loved men and women. And hey, guess what? Sappho was the first pansexual poet, and um, queer history gets buried by straight people, straight archaeologists interpreting things they don't understand or interpreting them so they fit with society. So um, it incorporates newly found fragments of Sappho's that have never been performed um, anywhere since maybe 550 BC. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. that's on June 18th. At noon at the Backdoor Theater in Portland, which is on Hawthorne and 43rd behind the Common Grounds Coffee Shop. It's a small black box theater. There's only about 50 seats. And all of these shows are day AF. Give as you're able, friends,
0: which means you can show up
4: and not pay anything, or if you can donate more, they absolutely welcome it. And it goes to producing more amazing stuff like this. The whole festival runs June 1st through the 27th, so it's all of pride. Um, Half the stuff is at the Backdoor Theater, and the other half is at a black box theater at Reed College, which is where Dr. Demento went uh, on Woodstock in Portland. And I really hope to see you there, because, I mean, I know you – The panel probably won't be able to make it, but I know we do have some Portlanders. I know Queenie's nearby. Uh, So I will be at a lot of these, not just my own. So I'd love to see you. Come say hi. I will have my chihuahua with me. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, yeah, the other exciting thing is I was featured in American Theater Magazine, which is like, oh, my gosh, bucket list. And they spelled my name right. And then I was in Oregon (laughs) Arts Watch Magazine, and they spelled my name wrong, but it was still exciting. The end. (laughs) Hell yeah. Congratulations. Dropping the mic,
1: man. I I wanted to make sure you got all those things out because I knew you would – Because you were having a rough go of it. And I'm so glad you have this little upswing and you're doing so well. So
4: I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, my knee's still busted. I'm going to have mobility aids and need lots of breaks. But, hey, we're going to get through it. And it's so nice to have some theater in my life again. Um, Yay.
1: And um, after also having a dry spell, Mr. Nathan got a couple phone calls himself.
2: Yeah, the, the, the voice of violence has been uh, dormant for a little bit, but uh, it's time to come back. On June 24th, uh, Deep South Wrestling is relaunching. We had a little issue there, some uh, maybe some legal issues, some uh, some nastiness, but uh, that's all over. And we have a new location at Dos Barbecue. So we're going to have wrestling and barbecue, and those are two great tastes that taste great together. And this is a free show. <laughs> And we want everyone to show up and show Dos Barbecue that we can sell them some, uh, some Q and some beverages. And they'll let us use their places as a uh, studio. So definitely come oh. out for that. Uh, I've also got a big deathmatch tournament coming up in September, which I will give more details about as it gets closer. But this is going to be <laughs> very interesting. I've, I've heard some of the things that might be planned. And this one is going to be a bloodbath. And I would also like to say that... My other podcast, Sell Your Soul, where Brad Slayton and I, who, yes, he's the other guy from the Calamity of Snakes uh, commentary, <laughs> where we discuss classic soul music. And we are currently in the middle of season two. New episodes are dropping every Tuesday, so that is available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, like anywhere you get your podcast, check out Sell Your Soul.
1: And, you know, Good music talk is always welcome on the internet uh so so is horror like I don't know about you, but I would say as a rule the the panel overall, two favorite things, probably music and horror is definitely in the top five right
0: so hey, let, uh, let
2: me throw, let me throw a music thing out there right quick um, uh-huh. but f- first of all, I didn't get a chance to mention it earlier, but Aaron, I caught your drive by Tori Amos reference earlier that was good. <laughs> um, uh, but The Damned, classic punk band Just put out a new album this month Which is amazing mm-hmm. It's called Darkadelic Everyone go check that one out And a, yeah. band, called, and a band called The Dip Put out an album called Sticking With It And it sa- it's, totally sounds like Motown Like it, this, oh, wow. this album could have been released in the 60s And you 100% believe it was not new So those two albums are probably my two big picks for recent releases, and they're awesome. It's not like you second me on the Damned album.
5: Yes. Uh, I haven't heard the whole thing. I've, I've heard uh, a little bit, and I'm a big Damned fan going way back. So
2: This is their best album they've put out in a while.
5: Right, right on. I had a chance to go see the Cure bucket list concert for me. Yes. I heard some of their new stuff, and... Uh, I'm just as excited for the new stuff that's coming out as I was to hear the old stuff. I'm uh, no. over the I, moon I, for that
1: one. Mr. Aaron here. We're going to stop you down the cure. This is why I have tickets to go see the cure. So oh. I want to hmm. go yep. and the next episode will be right before that show. So nice. we're going to talk in detail about your experience because I knew you went to The Cure and and, we were <laughs> talking, and you're going to give a very detailed preview of what we're about to see, especially because the Evil Genius will be our guest host on that episode because they will be with me at The Cure. Right so, on. Um, so awesome and I'm so glad. Yeah, see, It's a kind of an odd bucket list item for me too to see The Cure even though I'm not the biggest fan. I actually think Nathan might be a bigger oh, really? fan than I am. Yeah, mm. I'm a, I'm a fan, but I'm not like They Might Be Giants, Avid. I mean, I'm pretty sure they
5: must. Yeah, I'm the other all way right. around. I, I I like They Might Be Giants. I love The Cure, adore The Cure.
2: Yeah. I see what you did there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you know what, though? Mm. Then we, all our pop culture stuff has to sit down for a little while and take a nap. Okay. All I'm
4: right, everyone! <laughs> a toast!
1: All right, toast! A
6: toast!
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
4: a toast. Woo! Yeah. Let the madness begin! Yeah. Woo! The
3: madness! Madness! <laughs> You're here! Woo!
4: Here! Here! Rock and
3: fucking roll! Yes!
1: <laughs> madness! Can I play with madness? <laughs> You sat through us through that first hour I want to thank you Because I know there's a lot of people that don't want to hear about us Rattling on about our stuff Even though there's a lot to talk about And we do a lot of cool things we want to talk about those cool things uh, But there's also Halloween And we can talk about Halloween Probably 365 I mean I live in 365 But the madness 15 years 15 years! And I keep trying to quit! I've been trying to quit for since year 13, I think? And here I am, I'm doing a 15th year. What the Yay, hell? Yay, don't quit! Don't quit. My daughter <laughs> is like 14. Uh, <laughs> she uh, <coughs> she turns 14 during the madness. Because uh, <laughs> she was born during a madness. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've done Madnesses in a, a game first I've done Madnesses in, And had my dad pass My father pass I've had friends I've had people I've known Through the Madness pass on And are, you know I've had lives Entire lives have revolved around this game Mr. Sean Burke, Who's on this show On the thread right hello. now Again, hello Um hello. A bit loud. okay um, is that better? A, you guys can hear me, okay? I'm I having
4: hear
0: you. Told
1: me. I'm having technical difficulties. Uh, but oh my god, like this is this madness, the Halloween horror movie marathon madness started on MySpace. Played two two seasons of MySpace. my, oh my Space. god. One season where it was on MySpace and Facebook, and then moved permanently to Facebook. Uh, we all last year we almost lost it because somebody reported the group, and the group got locked out. You remember oh, that? Yeah, that it was, was terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> oh my God, that was so terrifying! And right before rule post, it came back. You know, I was That's preparing. Crazy to do the show, do it on one of my other groups, and I knew that was going to ruin that group, right? Because they uh, don't want right. to see our horror shit on it. you do all our crap. <laughs> but, but, it, it's back. We love the madness, and we've been doing it for a long yeah. time. And, and what, Sean, are you there, sir? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yep. Sean, tell
1: me, tell, can you give a quick thumbnail of what the madness is and how we play it? Does,
3: um, a Halloween-oriented movie and TV-watching contest, and with, I mean, some detailed rules sometimes, and, I'll, and then we, I don't know. I've never won one of these things. I know that much. I probably never will. Because <laughs> I don't, that's not necessarily what I focus on.
1: But remember, it's not about the point system. It's about the movies. Um, we that's do right. watch we do Quantity, watch
5: not quality.
1: Yeah, we watch movies for points, but the points are relative. It's really to start a conversation, a conversation of movies. And we've had people like Sean here. He's actually our our longest running single contestant. He's been all fifteen years in the madness. Thank you, sir, for being so supportive Impressive. over the years.
4: Thank it's you. It's amazing.
1: For you so yes, um, well, and you, and I've you, had you have had new people, people every year. You know, I've had recurring yeah. <laughs> people over the years. I've met some really, really good friends. Nathan here and I obviously have, like, started as a working relationship. And, well, it's gone a little farther than that now. One thing led to
2: another, you know.
1: So, you know, a lot of things have happened that revolve uh, around of in madness. Um, we always have a theme. Any horror film counts. You can watch any horror film for the madness. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a horror subgenre, you're allowed to watch it or if it's thematic, like if it has a witch, like Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz has a witch. You can watch it for points. Actually, there's a couple of witches in Wizard of Oz. So you can watch them for points. So, uh, you know, so if it's thematic, you can get um uh, some points for it too however every year we have a major theme running through the madness and so some movies and are worth more than others and you know um raven give us some of the themes we've had over the years
4: oh man killer dolls was like my favorite uh because oh, it gave me an excuse to watch may which is one of my <laughs> favorites we and that one had robots, I believe, that year, and like yeah, killer computers. And we watched hardware. Pack
1: of the Automatons was the name of that year. Mm-hmm. I oh, that one. one.
4: Yeah, um, we had the Video Nasties. That was the first year I came. I joined the madness, and I succumbed that year, um, and almost was oh. like maybe this is too difficult, <laughs> and almost left the group. But now Aww. look at us. <laughs> yes. I was embarrassed. I was like, I can do this. And then I was like, oh, oh no, I was the first one to get booted, And everyone's all smart and cool. And I don't know enough about movies to do this. <laughs> and, you know. Well, that now... was a, that's
1: a really tough year, though. I mean, it was 72 oh,
4: films. That was a tough year there's... to start, yeah
1: but 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 those 72 films I did more research in that year and no I didn't just watch the documentaries I deep dived and I made gifts of movies and slides and all sorts of stuff from the oh, and yeah. that was re- that was so people could have references you know I took the slides from the movie I did use those on the documentary and I put them all in a folder so everyone could go in there and look at them uh, and everyone made banners uh, it, it, it was the first year we had banners um, For the teams uh, it, it was It was a monumental year uh, uh, The video nasty year It was really an important year But it was a, that would have been a very tough year to start in <laughs> So It was a tough year I saw Toolbox Murders for the first time um, during that year and that was really uh, I didn't know how good that movie was until I saw it I was like holy shit this yeah. probably one of my favorite <laughs> video nasties um, we were watching video I, I we watched uh, the whorehouse in Texas uh, two nights ago and I, I gave it an honorary video nasty status So, <laughs>
0: um,
1: you know, but but it, we're not doing video nasties this year uh, we also did we have we have covered this subject before in other madnesses, including last year's folk horror madness, uh, but we have never actually focused directly on specifically this creature during the madness. So, without further ado, do do Nathan? Do you want? I think you should get once you give the award the the title this year. The title? Yeah, well. go for
2: it. The madness is always awesome, but this year, the madness sucks. <laughs> that was right. We're doing vampires. Yeah,
1: if some people already, some people had guessed, I know Sean had already guessed that we were doing vampires. As a matter of fact, that's actually why Sean Briquet is the perfect guest because he played in Dracula on a play uh, uh, in a stage play you were Renfield right, if I remember right
3: yes I was Renfield yep
1: so so what, have you seen the new Renfield
3: I haven't really even a, I've been so busy I have not gotten to the movie theaters lately
1: okay well it would be interesting to hear your yeah. take on that Renfield um, you
3: know, I, mean, he's... Was, I mean I do want to see it and I, it does look pretty funny
1: it's alright, it was alright, it was cute um, but, but But there's Dracula Is in this movie and this year In particular, it's not just vampires There's going to be a heavy emphasis On Dracula himself And I'm also Ooh. going to get a, And because I am a girl Of a certain age You can better believe that the other vampire We're going to feature is Mr. Lestat. Um So Dracula And Robert um from Stoker and janet rice novel because we were i was at anne rice's grave this year she just recently passed so this is then uh, so i have to throw some anne rice in there too so so right the the highest point people will be will be like dracula and and christopher lee and of course beta um you know people along those anne rice is going to be a wild card this year so you can watch like Anything that she's that's been uh based on her books, so anything. And there's a lot of new stuff as out. Eden,
5: there. here I come.
1: Yeah, well, you know, if you want to see, uh, actually, the movie's not as bad as people think it is. But anyway, it's pretty bad, um,
5: and I'm a huge Dana Delaney fan, so you know. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but, of course, for for Nathan, his favorite books—they've never made movies out of. That is true.
4: thats uh, true it has got to be Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, of course really- that wasn't Ann Rice
2: No, that was Anne R- Rokulor That is correct <laughs> Who I, I have I have it on good authority they're, they're, Those two were very close What? <laughs>
1: Alright,
5: don't tell that- anyone
1: Okay
5: I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, I was just going to say Don't tell anyone, but I have <laughs> Exit to Eden On audio tape Read by Gillian Anderson
4: Nice. My best, okay. one of my best friends is listening to that right now on audiobook um, at work, and she's like, "Have you read these?" And I go, "Yeah." Um, she goes, "WTF?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, being pretty Here's good, except for a lot of I- spanking. <laughs> that, oh, sorry, oh and, <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> know. In the
1: Sleeping Beauty movies, it's uh, books are all about the paddling. Uh, is that? Yep. Uh, there's, and here's the thing, and I'm bringing this up now, because, because Anne Rice and Bram Stoker are literary figures of great importance to our cultures, I am going to allow one book from each author for five points if you read Ooh. one during the madness. So,
5: you, know, you know, I have allowing never read The of the White Worm.
1: You know, well, maybe it's time to do that. So yeah. I'm rereading yeah, Lestat right now.
0: Nice.
1: So, so I'm so my wild card list, Sean, this year is going to be a little different. It, it is going to have actors on it and directors as usual, but I'm also going to have literary figures, Stroker and Anne Rice. I'm also going to have uh, fictional characters on there um, and historical figures. So I any mean, uh, Vlad, uh, Vlad the Impaler himself will be a wild card this year. So that means documentaries with him in it will be worth full points. And it's fun. Uh, And uh, we will also uh, include uh, Elizabeth Bathory in there as well, for good measure. There's plenty of images of wild uh, – she's going to be a wild card. So she pops up. Mm -hmm. I'm even going to count – I'm not going to say what movie it is, but there's a movie where she doesn't – they don't call her Bathory, but that's who she is in the movie. And you have to figure out what movie I'm talking about, and I'll give you a bonus for that. So, um, and so I, I'm gonna give a special bonus for that movie. Uh, and it has nothing to do with vampires. That's the only thing I'm gonna give right now.
0: Uh, wow. So,
1: so but, uh, but, but, so Elizabeth sorry things about her are also. I'm gonna. Uh, you know, this is early though. This is preliminary. So there might be. I might shift some things around. I'm. Um, I have to find a way to get Waldemirs to count for points because they're a type of vampire, and I can't. Honestly, not see me giving something for them, especially because Boris Karloff plays one of my favorite versions of one in a movie. Uh, it's Black uh, Sabbath, I believe. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, Black Sabbath, uh, Mario <laughs> yeah. Baba movie.
0: Um, and yeah,
1: the, those kind of vampires are a little different. They are vampires and they do turn other people, but they tend to feed on their own families. Um, that's what um, and so uh, panagolins are a type of vampire as well. That's the th- uh, from Thailand. It's the head that detaches from the body with the entrails, flies around, and sucks the pregnant babies out of the pregnant people. Uh, you know, uh, so Mr. Shigali, uh jean are are the hopping vampires. There's lots of different types of vampires, and I have to figure out how to incorporate all these types of vampires into this story. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, that's actually kind of cool, right? This was like last year, we did cover Hopping Vampires briefly. Yep. This year, we're going to have the whole thing we're going to have to do. I might even do a binge of those. Like, I might put a bunch of them together as a binge and say, you have to watch these Hopping Vampires. I haven't decided what the binge is going to be, at, but Hopping Vampires is on my list for the binge this year. Um... <laughs> um... Now, Raven, I usually uh, throw out to you, is there anything you want to see? Because I know you're a huge vampire fan. What do you want to see as possible bonus points during the Madness?
4: Oh, man. Well, there's a lot of Santo films with vampires that oh, would be fun to get into. Um because they get overlooked. I mean, there's a lot of Santo movies, but once we get <laughs> to Santo versus, then it's usually Dracula or some other manner of vampire. I think those would be fun to do. And then,
1: which is funny because we had the exact conversation Nathan and I did a couple of days ago in the car, how we were thinking about maybe we should do a Santos bench.
4: Yeah, nice. right. And I, I um. I think I messaged you that a couple of times as well because...
1: <laughs> so I think that sounds like excited. we're going to have to do that one because everybody Although,
4: wants yeah.
2: My idea was to put a bunch of movies together and select them like a white elephant gift exchange and call it Secret Santa. Fine.
0: Nice. nice. Yeah, into it. Um, Secret
5: Santa. Someone online did uh, name your favorite versus film and I said I couldn't come up with one mm. so I came up with four and Versus the vampire women was in my four.
1: Ah. So Well we did a versus year. That year was very successful. Yes, and we that was did. the only year I ever won. My own contest. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty mm-hmm. funny. You know, I never had that happen before um but that was just about betting on the right horse this is different this is the binge i have to read everybody's summaries oh uh, by the way if you play the madness if you've never played it before the way you report what you've watched is you write a brief summary of each of your films it doesn't have to be long so not uh, overwrite i've given a very complicated point system but honestly it's that's why we have folks like myself judges here Aaron. Raven, Nathan, myself, we all, and Sean. Sean knows the point system too, even though he likes to look for things that are worth points that aren't necessarily horror. That's uh, King of Loopholes, is what we started calling him when he first started playing. So, uh, which is fun because he can pull all sorts of cool things out to say, "Hey, this, you know, Bela Lugosi was in this random talk show in 1952," you know, something like that. It's kind of cool. So. <laughs> You know, we we always look for things like that and that's what's awesome about the madness. So I kinda of find that stuff okay. as well. Um, so oh, remember this I is about there watching were so movies. many
5: movies watching the madness, uh things that I'd never seen before. Um I was just talking again with someone online, uh, who uh was throwing out ideas for who could be uh Krueger going forward since uh Robert Englund has said he's uh he's done, he's hanging up the claws. And someone mentioned Richard Brake, who I Ooh. fucking love. Um, Ooh. Great suggestion, yes. right? But um, yeah. I discovered Richard Brake through the madness.
2: Very cool. And I, I love him.
5: And I, I've never seen anything that I, he hasn't been the best thing in or made infinitely better.
2: That's I a mean, good shot. I, I had not thought about him as Freddie, but holy shit. Right.
1: He seems wow. to be our go-to villain right now. I mean, he's had some. <laughs> he sometimes is the best thing in a really bad movie. I'm looking at yeah. Thirty One. <clears throat> um, and I actually
5: got to talk to him about the madness of uh, what four months ago when I went to a little rinky dink uh-huh. uh, horror convention.
1: They just, um, you know, Richard break though has he played a vampire?
5: Ooh, good question. I don't know. He was the Night King. I don't know, know if Night
1: he has. King. Yes, he was definitely the Night King. Um, as a matter of fact, that's I can't why think he was example. at horror conventions, is because he was the Night King. Um, let's see. I have well, the photo of the Night King on his horse.
5: And so. thirty-one.
1: I
0: did uh, I thought 31. he was the best
5: part about thirty-one. Uh, well, he's yeah, the he only. He,
0: ugh. I mean, he signed my that, next king
5: Funko Pop for me.
0: <laughs> that's <31, laughs> the only one I have that's personalized,
5: is. but I wanted it personalized from him.
1: But I don't think he's played a vampire. He's played a demon. I
5: don't he think he's a zombie. zombie.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean there's he needs people to play like a vampire. Uh, we got Tilda Swinton. I could make Yim movie mm. a wild because he did a vampire film that was kind even though I only lovers left of life is one of those weird films that you either really latch onto it or you really, really don't give a crap about it. And <laughs> Yim Yarmush is not easy digestible, even when it you know normally. Uh, and I love his movies, but that movie is very prodding. However, it led to one of my favorite cameos of all time in What We Do with the Shadows, which is like <laughs> my favorite thing. Like. What we do in the shadows may be, like, my favorite thing. Like, better than food, better than sex.
0: It's my favorite <laughs> thing.
1: It, it is just the the show. I, like, why? I want to write that show. Like, how can I write that show? I mean, it is that good. And, of course, what we do in the shadows will definitely count for the madness. There's vampires mm-hmm. everywhere in that. Of course. um You know, uh, maybe I'll figure out some kind of fun bonus with um Maybe, ooh. How about Harvey Gullen uh, as a wild card? Because he's oh, been fun. popping up randomly and stuff all over the place. What do you think? He's going to
5: be at Monsterpalooza this weekend.
1: I, I met him at San Diego Comic-Con, remember? I took those yes, photos with him. Yeah, yes, that was awesome. I, those photos pop in my feed. I always go, yay! Because <laughs> this is about the time of year they start popping up in my feed again. So <laughs> I'm like, always happy when that happens. Um. So, um, let's see, Sean, what is your favorite version of Dracula?
5: That's a great question.
1: Ooh. Sean, I can't hear you, my dear. Are you Sean? still there?
3: Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Can you hear me now?
1: Yes, I yeah, can hear you.
3: Yeah, okay. Um, I'm gonna say Bram Stoker's Dracula the Francis Ford
5: Coppola one.
1: Ah, excellent! That's a really good one. So, so, so That's a a lot cinematography
5: is No doubt. What what
1: what do you like about it above others?
3: Oh, I don't. Know. I mean, it's just I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to really explain it. I I just find it to be kind of a, a it's just strangely moving to me, just the in-depth mm. characterization of Dracula, kind of showing him as the warrior and all that. And there's just a lot to it that I, I just I found I just really enjoyed more, a little more so than the older ones.
1: Uh, it it's a very pretty film too. I mean, and the cinematography is off the chain. Um, and um let's see. What I I like the I like it's not my favorite. I always try to think what my favorite Dracula is and you know, I I have to kind of put Bela aside cuz Bela is his own thing, you know. And so that where does that what was it, Shake Out and I can think of lots of different performances that really like are amazing. But then I go back and just say, you know what? I almost think that it's interchangeable with Bela and the Spanish guys in thirty one. Both those movies mm-hmm. are yeah. good. And I friggin' love them both and I was watching something about it, um, I wanna watch Mojo or What Culture or some bullshit like that and I was disagreeing with them that they said that his performance wasn't as good as they was. And I'm like, oh, sure. He takes it from a different angle. The whole movie is slightly different. Um, you know, yeah. and there's gonna be a documentary about the woman who's in the movie coming out uh, by the her family. I cannot wait for her fam- her family's pro- is like how wrote this book and they're producing it and making a documentary movie out of it. I I'm like totally down for this. I I can't wait for that to come out. Um so I'm hoping that comes out in time for the madness and then there's also another Dracula movie coming out, The Last Voyage of the Demeter it comes oh, out August 11th. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and so of course of that still in the theaters or they do a special Halloween re-release, we'll definitely have to do something for that. Um, I mean, Andre Orvidal is an awesome director anyways. I, I love everything he's done um, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, and he and he made maybe my, like, I mean, I'm not a fan of everything he's done but everything he's done is interesting. Like, The Autopsy of James Doe, I know a lot of people really like that movie. Um, I, I like that movie. I know people that really like that movie. Um, Troll Hunter, I fucking love. Um, I absolutely think Troll Hunter might be my found, favorite found footage movie. I took my daughter to see Scary Stories Till the Dark, and while it's not great, it is entertaining, and um, it scared the crap out of my daughter. <laughs> so that wow. was good. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, You know, uh, there was one moment during the Scarecrow sequence where I was like, oh, shit, this might be more graphic than I was expecting. But then it was fine. I was forced of it. Um, (laughs) So um, let's see. What about you, Raven? You're a theater brat, too, just like Sean. Uh, What is your favorite (laughs) version of Dracula?
4: Well, uh, for movies, my favorite is the 1931 Spanish version. And for TV, he's not called Dracula, but he's Dracula. It's mm. Count Dracula, who originally was yes. a villain in Danger Mouse, and then he got his own spinoff. And I am totally binging the hell out of Count Dracula when the madness starts. It's the first thing Aww. I'm going to do.
2: Yes.
4: Yes. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of variants. I don't know if I would give that the ATB because Dracula is going to get the ATB, but it definitely get a point
0: for being a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So,
1: um, now here's, here's an interesting one. And I was thinking about, I'm still working on binges and group watches and uh, um, <laughs> I actually have an idea for a, tel- I was like, maybe I, instead of the week three binge being movies this year, Maybe it should be television, and then it hit me what it's going to possibly be, and I'm not I'm not locking myself into this yet, but I think I might have
4: people binge Dark Shadows for weeks. That's already in my queue for the madness. It's
0: the next Starting, thing I'm doing. I,
1: I'm going to allow, allow people to start at Season 2, Episode 1, because first of all, the first season's hard to get, but there's no vampires in it anyways. Um, and so you can go straight to Barnabas, right? You know, iconic fucking vampire. One of my favorites of all mm-hmm. time. But I haven't figured out how to binge it because there's like a thousand fucking episodes and that would be right. more than you could do in a week. So I would have to figure out yeah. maybe, maybe specific seasons. Um, you know, like the one with the dream sequence. What year was that? I don't remember. Um, and, or the year, and the second, the second season is the season with Angelique, when they go back in time. In that season, you definitely have to have. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm working on it, but I think that might be with. I might do that, or maybe Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You could binge a couple. You know, the, the, the I would definitely Dracula is in an episode of uh, season five, actually of yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so. Isn't it sad that I still know what what episodes are what on Buffy?
3: That was my show. Um, The show that I think I'm going to probably revisit is the 90s series Forever Night.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell us about it. I remember Forever Night. It's great.
3: Yeah, I just watched the whole thing. It looks like part of it's on Prime, but not all of it, unfortunately. Looking at it right now, and yeah, where he's like, he's active and trying to get redemption for his ways as a vampire, hoping to turn human, kind of thing. It was a, I thought it was a pretty decent series for the nineties. The I
1: like so that. I, I think I
3: might I'm look
2: watch, at that. I think I'm going to watch a really shitty series from the nineties called Kindred: The Embraced.
4: Oh, I remember that one. And the, <laughs> and the Mark game. <laughs> it was
2: based on Vampire the Masquerade, yep.
4: yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I watched uh, I it religiously back in the day.
4: Liz, if you watched, starting at season two of Dark Shadows, if you watched for about three hours a day, it would take you roughly 134 days to complete.
2: That's a lot of madness. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah yeah well we
1: only have thirty one so we couldn't do it yeah. no that's what I'm like i like I would have to uh, maybe what you do, what we do is you we allow you to pick which seasons but you have to do entire mm-hmm. seasons or something right, like right. That. Yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. um you know you can pick three seasons from these shows, but you have to have them done in a week, you know mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, that might be actually kind of fun. So... Yeah, I think So, anyway, we'll work on that. I think that's actually how we want to play it, because there's so many vampire TV shows out there. Forever Night's Mm -hmm. really good, but you couldn't possibly do a binge with it, unfortunately. It's not enough episodes.
4: What is that one called? (coughs) What's the one with... um, (laughs) Excuse me. Oh, no, UV? (laughs) Is it called UV? It's a British vampire TV show with... Jack, the guy from Coupling, Jack, can't remember his name. Oh. Um, I will figure it out. UV, carry I on. I'll tell you when I know what I'm talking about.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> I, I the the vampire show I remember is that uh, being human which they made a sure. a, a, me, a mediocre TV ver- American version of it, but the original had one of the haughtiest vampires, this side of Eric from True Blood. Oh, my gosh. Woo! Yep. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous person. And and I love him so much. And then he was Keely and Hobbit, and I was so mad because I still loved him, but I would have yeah. cut his character. Oh, I would have cut that whole side plot. But only that man... Only the guy from being the vampire from being human could steal a film a, a, a girlfriend from frigging, uh Lando Bloom. I mean, seriously, that's like the funniest thing yeah. ever.
0: Hmm.
4: So, I know what I'm talking.
1: What is, about. What is it? I don't <laughs> know what I'm talking Violet. about. Ultraviolet. It was oh, a yeah.
4: six-episode oh. mini-series from the UK that aired in 1998. And Jack Davenport is the actor, I was trying to remember. And he's a detective, and he discovers, like, a secret government vampire hunting unit thing. Um, oh, well, he does. investigating the disappearance of his partner. And it's vampire and British. And I remember enjoying it. So that's the other one I will probably revisit.
1: I couldn't think right. of his name. I was blanking on it, trying to fill time when I he know, called back. Too. And Idris Walba is in it, too. Oh, and I Philip, and there's a terrible actually... ultraviolet movie. Ignore the movie. The yeah, oh yeah. don't watch that. But, don't watch um, it. <laughs>
4: Philip Quast is in Ultraviolet. He was the original Broadway um. In in Miz, the mean cop guy. Wow, my brain is dumb today. Anybody, LeMiz? Oh, yeah. oh oh um. N- n-
5: yes, I know who you mean.
4: Not Jean Valjean, but Javert. There yeah, he is. Yeah. Javert. Javert. Yeah. What? <laughs> I said. What happened? Anyway. Mean cop watch guy. guy.
5: I, I like mean cop guy.
4: Yeah. Mean cop yeah. guy. It's way better than Javert. Yeah. Whatever.
5: Shut up. Yeah. Uh
1: While you were filling time I went back and looked for Being Human The British version And it's Aiden Turner who played the vampire Mitchell in it Who's like the best vampire And he was in two out of four seasons So good Um, Mm I highly recommend The first three seasons of that show Are fantastic The next two not so much Um, And um, A Discovery of Witches Which has Mark Strong as a vampire. Oh. oh. <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> very, very good thing. And uh, what's-her-name is in it also, who, who's delightful. What's, and I went to the panel at San Diego Home oh, right. for Discovery of there Witches. I was like something about this show Attracted to me and it ended up being great And it, it was Teresa Palmer uh, Is the lead uh, So the chemistry between Teresa Palmer and Mark Strong Is fantastic and there's all The second season is a period piece that Takes place in Elizabeth in England Oh yeah awesome
4: <laughs>
1: So awesome And witches um, And they go to Bohemia Oh my god so cool Um, You know, it's great when you're in Europe and can actually shoot these things, right? Uh, So I highly recommend the Discovery of Riches. That's a good one to watch during the madness if you're into television. Um, So I'm trying to figure out if I should uh, ATB Nosferatu because Nosferatu is a very specific type and he is based Mm. on Dracula. So do I ATB Nosferatu as well? So that would make order Herzog's movies or Klaus Kinski, which I was already thinking about making Klaus Kinski a wild card, anyways. Um, Cla- Klaus
2: Kinski is a wild card whether impact. you make
1: him one or not. <laughs> well, that is true. We <laughs> might even invade my madness whether I want him to or not. I don't know. His consent is questionable. Um, you know, but but but. Even for *Hercules* Nosferatu, the original Nosferatu, Joe Bob did a fantastic drive-in with both those movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that was my first.
4: I had... no, I just did a first watch like a week before, and then it was on Joe Bob, but it it was fine because he has so much amazing information. That I think that was my favorite episode of that season.
1: He makes me feel smarter sometimes when I watch his movies. I, he really does. He I mean, uh, You know, like, when his first season dropped and he, he did Hellraiser, I'm like, oh, what could he te- possibly teach me about Hellraiser that I don't already know? A lot, apparently. Uh, I was like, he answered questions that I had about Hellraiser for years. There was Joe Bob answering my questions. You know, uh, yep. so, you know, that rules. <laughs> so fucking love Joe Bob. Is he done for the season? He he just came down uh, on a break. a break. They're taking a break? Be
4: back, yeah, June twenty fifth, nope. I think. Okay. Yeah. June That's no, about right. No, twenty third. I just
1: watched the last I just watched last <laughs> episode with Mutilator and Possession. I hadn't <laughs> seen Possession since the video nasty era. Um, though I remember Ooh, watching it as a kid and being very confiant. but it's not because I was a sure. kid. It's a very confusing movie. Uh, so, um, <laughs> that I, not I, you. I I, I I talked to Nathan and I was asking him which film screams more, a la carte, the or this one. Uh, you know, we, you know, I, there's just so many screaming people in obsession. Like it's just like people just going, "I'm gonna kill myself and take you with me." Okay, fuck you. I mean, it's like that for like three hours, three hours, and then there's monster sex, It's is cool. The monster sex, the like <laughs> metaphor monster sex. It's not really a mon. Is there a monster? We don't know. Now, I will say this. For at Watching it the first time at Last time I saw it i era, I'm going to take care of my father With a lot different experience than watching it As a divorced woman As a divorced person That movie has a little bit more hit to it I will say that Like you know It, it hits some raw nerves And it's meant to So I do appreciate that But dude it's not of those feels like I'm like hey I'm in a good mood Let me put on Possession. It's not like that. Mm. At all. <laughs> not the anyway, two hit of the year. No, but it would still count during the Madness. You could still watch it. There's no vampires, but there is sex and just because there's no vampires in a movie doesn't mean it's not worth points it's always worth safe points because it's a horror film and bonus points can be anything they don't have to be a vampire necessarily doing something it could be something the bonus point is just uh, like related to a vampire like when we did the video nasty years one of the ways you could get a bonus point for your movie was watching movies with eye gouges because a lot mm-hmm. of video nasties have eye trauma. So, <laughs> and we did. Thank you, Lucille. Yeah, you. yeah, there was a lot of eye trauma that year. And um, Walking Dead was at the height of its um, glory. And there was like eye gouges every Sunday, right? You know, everyone's so happily eye gouging. But this year, no eye gouges. It's vampires. So there'll be lots of blood. Lots of animal changes. Definitely animal transformations will be worth right. doing, especially bats. Um, what else we got going on for it? Um,
2: I, have, I have something to add. Um, as far as group watches go, um, Raven, you'll be so happy to know this. Uh, I have petitioned our <laughs> benevolent overlord and am going to be allowed to curate one of the group watches. No. Um,
4: <laughs> but I won. You were the loser. No what do I get? Jeez. Uh, you pain. get
2: you get, get the whole
1: burrito. Wait, this is <laughs> a but yes, I get
2: I get to curate one of them and it's it's going to be glorious.
1: It doesn't oh mean you God. don't get to curate one. As a matter of fact that you I actually uh, one of the things I wanna do is I wanna do a lesbian vampire binge. Uh, challenge, Ooh. so you can help Lady me with Drucken that. Up. Yes, I got you. You know, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> between you, myself, and Na- but Nathan has a very specific one that I've given him allowed to him to do. So talk about what you're doing specifically.
2: Oh, I'm going to Roy- do. I'm going to do 70s Euro vampires,
4: as in okay. Gene Roland, Jess Franco, all that kind of stuff. All right. I watched a lot of those for last year's Madness, but I certainly have a lot left to see.
1: So
2: there
4: they're very well, well may be uh,
2: a lot of lesbian vampires in that one, too, but we will see.
0: That seemed
2: to be a, a very popular type of film in that particular market at the time.
1: Now, the binge watching yeah. when we do them as a group watch together mm-hmm. is usually everyone has to have the same app. And it can't be one that breaks into commercial like Tubi, unfortunately, which mm-hmm. limits the amount of Euros, please, we can actually do. But that's why we'll do an accompany binge with it uh, in some way. So you and Tubi will have you covered. There's plenty of that stuff there. But we will have... But like Nathan's gonna pick three films of that genre subgenre, which is his own thing. Like Daughters of Darkness is a great fucking movie. Um, actually, you can, just because it's sleazy doesn't mean it's bad. Matter of fact, on the contrary, it can be quite fun and good and beautiful and bloodthirsty. So you know, if you have any in mind that you're thinking about, you don't have to commit to Nathan. But you're thinking about.
2: Well, you said you want to um, do lesbian vampires. I was considering for my Franco doing vampiros Lesbos, but I might change that. Um, got Gene Rowland. There's no end of stuff I could choose. There's uh, Two Orphan Vampires is up there. Requiem for a Vampire. There's like tons of them. Vampires with a Y. I forget who directed that one. That's an you know, outstanding movie. of yeah. Darkness, like you said, there's there's so much good stuff because all of those movies from that era, yes, absolutely sleazy, but they all have amazing locations and great cinematography. Like just randomly, <laughs> which is awesome. And also, what I want to do another thing I want to do this year, there are a couple of movies that are super underground, low budget. Vampire movies that came from like the shot on video er air, you know, video store era that you can't get anywhere that I may have a copy of and Since no one holds the rights to put those out on DVD I'm thinking about uploading a couple of those to my Google Drive and making them available To people in the madness, whereas they may never be able to find these movies elsewhere So I might be convinced to do that for a couple
0: Nice Hmm.
1: So um Raven,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what's your favorite aspect of vampires and what since yes you were the winner, what would you like to see we talked about this thing, we kinda knew this was coming. What would you like to see us do for the madnesses here? So we've got Gene Rowland, we've got some Jess Franco floating out there, we've got Dracula, Christopher Lee. We haven't talked much about Hammer yet. Uh, though obviously there's gonna be hammer involved. What uh, what do you want from the madness? Besides lesbian vampires? Because we all want that.
4: Right. I was gonna say like covering uh, any kind of LGBTQ theme is always thumbs up in my book. Um, I got into vampires probably because of Interview with a Vampire, both the book and the film, and the, there was so much romance in it and history. And I think maybe finding some kind of historical connection that could be used um, either theme wise or for um, bonus points and something um, Natalie had recommended that I think is a really cool idea is that would probably work really well this year um, is to do either maybe like a weekly thing where it's like you show the original version of something and then show its remake. Yeah, you know, like bonus, uh, like those weekly uh, bonus challenges we have. Mm-hmm. That could probably work well because there's so many stories that get retold in the vampire subgenre. We can definitely do
1: that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I already know that there's a couple of episodes of television that I'm going to make secret ep- secret finds where you get extra points on the first step, first week. Um, because vampires are everywhere and they're not where you expect. Sometimes so I'll give clues to those too, um, but I'll tell you later off air, Raven, what my idea is. You're going to laugh. Okay. Oh boy! Because you get to know as the winner, you get to know Secret Films, but you are sworn to secrecy on the Secret Films. This
4: is like the only year I can be like, I was the winner because I'm retiring as a player, so that's why I brought it up. And I, that's because I never get to brag about anything, so I'm gonna brag about it, and then I'll be done because I'm retiring.
5: (laughs) You're retiring as a champion, you mean?
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm hanging up the belt. (laughs) they're <laughs> dropping about
1: they're dropping about yeah we're I mean, hanging it up we're having a ladder match and I don't know if your knee's up to it sure. and I'll just have to throw you on it and slam me down and you won't like that so you know yeah, then I'll climb really up and I'll take it and it'll knock me over and I'll go over the top rope and I'll land on somebody random and then I'll get back up you know I've seen that before uh, the <laughs> so
5: buttons comes out with a chair <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
3: wrestling. I mean, we could probably watch anything that includes Gangrel, couldn't we?
2: Any of the brews, really?
3: Yeah. yeah. Any like brood, but, but we can't have like post-edge brood edge, though, right? Like, right. right. so just any like brood and Gangrel. How about Vampiro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about yeah, him. Yeah. I
1: also said that. I was going to make Carolyn Monroe a wild card because she's one of my favorite Hammer Girls. Mm -hmm.
2: Another thing I was thinking would be a really cool idea, and I'd like you guys' input on this, I'm not sure exactly how we should do it, but I think it would be a cool idea, is as a group, all of the players of the Madness, since there is so much cool vampire-inspired music out there to somehow Mm. collectively come up with and create an ultimate vampire playlist.
5: That's right amazing. on. Mm-hmm.
1: For sure. Put it, put it on Spotify. Mhm. So I bet you we could do it. There's enough of us. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you're listening, spread the word. And see if we can figure out a vampire playlist. You know, it can be about vampires or from a vampire, like
4: or from a movie
1: that's about a vampire.
4: I'm um, starting a playlist right now, and then I'm right. going to make it coll- uh, so that people can collaborate. Awesome.
2: Oh, I if we so many do different like people it. will get so many different genres and different kinds of music. It can be, just be all-inclusive and awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's I, crazy. Uh-huh.
2: I wonder if we could
1: do, like, a 1987 versus thing, like, Lost Boys versus Near Dark is, like, one of the all-time, like, great horror debates, right, Um, I wonder if we could do something related to that, that would be funny, right yeah,
4: the, I don't know. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to about verses is super bitter about that year. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. Well, you know, whatever. Not my
1: fault. Not my fault.
4: Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, I, I did <laughs> I an excellent working. job. <laughs> yeah. You won that year, right? That was a win I was their winning 20 year. Yeah. yeah
1: it was, but, but, that, but I worked my ass off for of that win. Oh my god, i was uh, so tired. But I'm always tired. Uh, this, the madness is not easy because you know we have to. You, I have to see, hub up everybody's stuff and give it to all. That's why I have judges like my panel, and I appreciate my panel for being badasses and helping with this because it, it, it helps divvy up the work and. Um, You know, and people like believe it or not, reading the summaries is awesome. I love reading the summaries. I love reading everyone's summaries because you learn about movies from other people and their experiences with them, and you know, and and, uh, you know, and everyone's watching similar types of movies, and so we can you start recognizing the tropes. You'll start yelling bonus point at films that have nothing to do with the madness. (laughs) (laughs) You'll start. (laughs) watching films in your car, I don't recommend it. I know someone that lost 20 pounds during the Madness because they were grieving of a, they were using the Madness cope as a breakup. Um, you know, mm. um, there's just, the Madness wow. is like, the Madness takes over and, and if you love horror films and it is October, the Madness is everything. And it's not just but that's what's great about the madness is not just I don't just give points for movie watching. I want you to go out and be engaged in your community, especially after COVID. We got to get our haunts back up and running. So go do some here, outside, here. go out, do some outside haunts and stuff because you Damn will right. get to count those towards your point totals in the madness. I never take away from it. And if you're in an area where there's either several haunts you can do or like like the lucky bums that are in the LA area, I can go to <laughs> all of them. Uh you know, you, you can rack up points for dark rides and walkthroughs pretty quick.
5: So Especially uh, if they're team related.
1: Yeah. And you know, vampires are everywhere. Uh and and Draculas are everywhere. Uh, you'll you'll be really surprised, you know. I uh, I introduced Nathan last year to banicula He had never seen it. Uh, yeah. So it was like hey,
4: there's Benicula. also um. Adventure Time has that. Oh gosh, yeah. my brain broke with the vampire girl. <laughs> She's is awesome a too. too. Mars
1: is mm-hmm. yeah. and and. and we were at that panel, weren't we, Erin, where she sang? We
5: were. We were at and the she, very we were, last panel. Tears were um, shed.
1: Yeah, it, that was emotional, the very last Adventure Time panel. And she's she's beautiful, too, the girl that played Marty. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Stunning girl, stunning voice. I was like, "Whoa, she's you know." It, I I wasn't expecting it. Like, yeah, you know, us character actors, we were beautiful in our own way, but she just was a no- She was like Elvira, hot. Like, it was I like, had oh no
5: God. idea they were going to treat us to to live music and doing songs from the series. It, it it's definitely one of my, uh, almost certainly one of my top ten favorite Comic-Con moments of all time.
1: That was cool. It was so worth going to that. that that day, The Ballroom 20 day was my favorite day of that particular Comic-Con.
0: So, I mean,
1: we saw some great stuff in the Archer panel and the, the yep. Robot chicken panel, all the adult swim this stuff. This is going to be the
5: last Archer panel this year, the final oh season. Oh, my, she, my yeah. goodness. Well, I've our, seen and, every uh, single one. Every single one at Comic-Con. I even saw Archer's. On a boat, live reading, yes. had to stand in line all day in the sun, burn the shit out of my legs to do it, and yeah, Archer's done after this.
1: Well, well, we'll talk about that next. Like our summer preview is gonna be pretty large because we'll have to talk about Raven's show again, and and Nathan's shows, and then you're gonna send you Comic Con coming up, and there's a bunch of stuff coming up. You know, I'm I I've lot of things coming up the pipe i can't wait to tell you about them um right. I'm, I'm, i've been buying tickets for concerts right and left i've been ridiculously going crazy right now but i, I i'll calm down in a minute but you know it's <laughs> nice to nice to have a summer when i don't have to worry that much you know so take yeah. a summer off and then back to real life and buying houses and mortgages and all that shit. <laughs> so you know, that's kind of how I feel about it right now. It's the summer, and madness is on our way, and we have vampires coming, and Dracula coming, and Chris Lee coming. Well, we don't want to talk about this, do we? Um, uh, or do we? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they all have funny teams. anyway Anyway, uh, but Chris Lee is, is just, uh, everyone's like, he's probably the scariest Dracula. More than likely, I don't know. Is he really the scariest Dracula? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: I th- I, I think he he's the closest to when I originally read Bram Stoker's Dracula what I kind of envisioned in my mind. Uh huh.
1: So I can see that.
2: Because um... Lugosi for all of his incredible presence, isn't physically imposing. Christopher Lee absolutely <laughs> is. So I kind of I kind of. See him as even even though you know if you ask any kid who has no idea what a Universal Monster is to talk like Dracula, they're going to do a Bela Lugosi impression.
1: Well, but, that's because they've seen Sesame Street and they all know the Count.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, that that's become like the Dracula in you know popular culture. But I actually I I would probably say Christopher Lee is is closer to what I think of as the you know the King of the Vampires
1: the king of the vampires so <laughs> the lord of darkness
2: whatever you want to lord
1: call it of darkness. <laughs> so i i still haven't figured out what the the mat the mascot film of the year is going to be because we always have a film that has most of the traits of the bonus points we're looking at um to uh you know, give you an idea what we're you know what kind of films we're watching this year. But I was thinking I might if there, if I'm not too busy in August, do one of my you know have the vote do one of those votes and have someone pick or and i or or Raven and I might do the old school battle. We can we'll we'll pick a list and battle them against each other and let the people vote until we get to one. We did we've done that a oh, couple yeah. of times. Um, yeah, that's fun. So, the, the last time we did it, Jaws won, uh, which was one of our best years. <laughs> that was our Nature Bites Back year. I yeah. love that year. Mm. Uh, that that year was the height yeah. of COVID too. Was, we yeah. needed that. <laughs> yeah. All the the bad shark movies was glorious. Oh my gosh! I so think goodness. that
4: was my favorite year, honestly. It like, was so much as far
1: fun. As games.
4: that one was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we watched some bad movies and we all loved it. Like, it, it was wonderful. And that was the year of the Bigfoot binge, which I still get shit for. Um, So, uh, because, you know, Tanya's Island, which I, no,
2: regret. <laughs> Tanya's no regrets. Tanya's Island is a masterpiece. Oh no my regrets.
1: God. No regrets. I made, made 40 people, well, I didn't make them. I encouraged highly 40 mm.
0: people
1: I'm a bad, bad girl. <laughs> so. This year, though, I think uh, Raven—that's an excellent idea about remakes. So there's a lot of vampire movies get remade over the years. And obviously, we can do Nosferatu out of the gate. Might even give an extra bonus point if you watch the Joe Bob episodes because they're really fucking good. Um yeah. mm-hmm. You know. Um, and, uh, but we also, I mean, there's so many ways we can do vampires because vampires in culture is uh, like, it's one of the oldest fictional characters there are, um, you know, and there's so many different versions of them, uh, in culture and folklore and folk history. Uh, we covered some of that last year, but we've never deep dive straight into vampires. Now I, it's, for people that don't want to go to their library and research vampires till their head explodes in vampire movies, I do have a quick shortcut. Um, the There was a good release of The Lost Boys a few years back that has an interactive map of of many different cultural, significant vampires over the world. And it's a map and you go hmm. and you click on it and it gives you a quick thumbnail about, about the vampire and what it is. And they have... Uh, Waldemeres. Um and they have uh, they also have Chupacabras on there and they have Panagalans from Thailand and um, best Elizabeth Bathory on there as well uh, you know, so you know, lots of stuff so I, I recommend that highly if you want to do a quick crash course and then go look up wiki and you'll find movies related to those types of creatures um, and will I count supercabra as a vampire? Maybe, it's a, just because <laughs> just because it it sucks goats' blood and not humans doesn't mean it's not a vampire. Uh, sure vampire enough. bats. There are three that in real life there are three species of vampire bats, and only mm-hmm. two of them feed on mammals. One is solely on birds. One does birds and hu- and cows. The other one does do mammals mostly, but it really doesn't want a human. It wants a cow. Cows are big. They have lots of blood, and they lap a little mm-hmm. bit up, and they fly away. That's so You know, nothing wrong with that. So you know, it's it, it's not it's not like you know. So but they are vampires. They're vampire bats. So you know, do I count chupacabras? We don't know. We'll think about that uh but uh-huh. i would count things like banaglans for sure like i said and waldemars uh you know there there are lots of vampire folklore uh there's some very specific vampires that come from the region up in uh in uh, ireland uh there was uh, uh there was actually a movie about one of them uh recently uh i forget the name of it but there's a there's a whole subgenre of vampire lore up in the irish uh, british isles uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of, course, everyone knows about the Transylvania vampires. Uh, sure. Where else are we, you know, where else, there's vampires. Well, you
5: know, there's a, we... a, a demon that sucks blood in Japan called a kappa. Mm-hmm. I don't so... know if that really counts. It's like a vampire demon is how it's often described.
1: Well, I'll do my research because that's what I'm for. So, And, and Raven does her research because she's just obsessive-compulsive. And uh, between the two of us, we will be able to think... Well, I'm a Virgo. Only I can say that about you.
4: Uh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we,
1: yeah, <laughs> You're like, not wrong at we, uh, we, uh, we, we work differently, I but I also make lists as well we both have a thing for this but i tend to be more of the organizer and she's the one that puts things in rows so i can yeah. read and then i and then i distribute so you know between the two <laughs> of us we got this so you know and then yeah, you know, sure. throw nathan throw some uh euro boobs in there with and with nathan's help and we've got ourselves a friggin' great year for madness i think it's gonna yeah, be, be a lot of really fun awesome um and it's a it's something uh, everyone has an opinion about vampires, whether they like them or not but every and everyone has seen a vampire film, even three year old kids have seen vampires everyone loves vampires or loves to hate vampires and it'll be so much fun yeah. to focus on for a year and decide and <clears throat> rewatch Hammer movies, which will be awesome
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and um there's just so much to do. Last, last I year, I watched a, a fuck ton of witch movies. This year, it'll be a fuck ton of vampire movies. i the we be happier.
5: Love it. So. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. Um, talks amongst yourselves. Coffee Talk. Uh, the Ottoman Empire. It was either Ottoman or an empire. Discuss. I'll be right back. Um, give some final thoughts about vampires.
4: So. Is, won't you? I know I will. <laughs> I am actually really excited. I think this is gonna be it's like the sister the sister year to the folklore year, you know? um' there's a lot of crossover but it's also a good transition into whatever next year is gonna be.
2: Yeah, it almost feels like a natural progression. Yeah. From yeah. Last year.
4: I feel like I'm at yeah, like we're at the Hogwarts for horror movies, and um, like <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
4: that was our freshman folklore. And now we're into the sophomore vampires.
2: Yeah, and with vampires, there's so much territory to draw from. Like mm-hmm. whatever kind of horror you're into, there's vampire, <laughs> there's vampire movies within that right. kind of horror, within that subgenre. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah. no shortage of things to watch. Like this is this might be the least limiting topic ever
4: for sure
2: yeah
1: it um crossover the queen of blood that's a space vampire i saw that at blob fest with the blob that was pretty awesome
2: about life force those are space vampires too
1: definitely i was gonna say if you want to go for boobs in in space vampires you got yourself life force
2: Oh, uh, Life Force is, to- is so much more than Matilda May's boobs. There's That movie just top to bottom is amazing. Okay.
1: It's a Tobey Hooper film, so I validate that too. But at the same time, best photographed boobs ever. I'm sorry. And I mean that as a photograph and a cine- purely cinematography level of greatness. All right? <laughs> so it's just I love, I love when things are well lit. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and and the movie is <laughs> weird and cool. So um, there's there's lots of ways to go at it with the vampires. Um, you know, half of Klaus
2: Kinski movies are vampires. Uh, we got
1: um. What is and half was of the right?
2: movies, he's just playing Dracula, no matter what movie he's in. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's kind of true. Uh, the secret so definitely Santos is going to play some kind of role. We all agree on that. <laughs> um, so the secret Santos thing might be the best thing, idea. We're, we'll have to work on that too. So you go have yeah. every, you know, there's there's actually quite a few Santos movies out there. Um, if you're listening to this and don't already have Kino cult and, and Shult Factory apps downloaded to your uh, Roku, mm-hmm do that now between those two and 2B you'll probably have everything you'll need to find most of the movies you already have Prime you already have Max uh, I don't but you know most of y'all have Prime out there so you'll be able to get almost everything and it'll be easy to group watch you don't even need Shutter, and I love Shudder uh, and, the, and the Kino
2: Cult app is free
1: yeah it's free I have no Kino idea Cult how, how
2: free. it's free because their, their catalog the is amazing.
1: Last year, they actually came out them? with a 31-day a, a schedule of horror films, and it was almost all just Franco and Gene Rollins films. So, uh, you know, you, so, so that, that'll that rack you up points just randomly going on the the, the cult theme because uh, there'll be something playing. And they also did that amazing uh, John Carpenter uh, curated kaiju on Shout Factory for the hey. last year. Uh, that was awesome. where he, yeah, so, you know, lots of good stuff. So get that stuff ready, too. Uh, and, yes, even if it's vampire year, you can still watch kaiju movies. We count that as a subgenre, and you can watch it, too. It's just that vampire. Some things are worth more points than others. So, but occasionally we'll watch something. They'll have like a random space vampire in a kaiju movie. What? You'll get a point for that. It does happen. So you know, it's that's what's there. Actually, there are kind of vampire
2: part. kaiju. Actual vampire it's, kaiju. I know an oh Ultraman. There is.
5: Oh God, no, Ultraman. Yeah.
0: The
2: uh, the actually one of the antagonists of the first Mothra movie is a vampiric, vampiric plant.
5: Oh yeah, oh, weird. that's right, vampire
1: plant. You know what's really weird is that we that we actually know this. Like this is something that's <laughs> in one of our brains. There was a vampiric plant in a kaiju movie in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> it's so weird. Um, That's you know, uh, I know. Know, but, but, you know, it's interesting, too, because I'm announcing this at the beginning of Pride Month, and a lot of vampire lore, including Dracula, is, either, is about the other, and a lot of people in the LGBTQ+, plus I-plus now, I'm sorry, Raven, I always forget how long the thing has gone. <laughs> I
4: actually,
1: <laughs> is it okay? I'm asking your permission on this because when I grew up, I grew up in San Francisco Bay Area in the, in the 80s, right? So, I, you um, know, we use the phrase queer. Am I still allowed uh-huh. to use queer? Because I prefer Absolutely. queer.
4: Cause as long I, as I, you're not saying As long as it's not a a pejorative, like you don't go like "What's up, queer"? But (laughs) no,
1: my daughter, my my, well, they are not my daughter; they are queer, and and and, because they are not really, you know, they are trans, they're they're gender neutral, and I actually, for when I grew up, gender neutral was considered queer. That's what we could, you know, that was just that was the phrase, and it was not derogatory; it was just a name. Uh you know right. um, I so there's I just want to make sure some... is it is it okay if I use that jargon when I'm talking about pride month for you
4: I just want to make sure Yeah yeah it's standard at the moment um there's some people living beyond the binary that um don't consider themselves trans um because they don't uh view themselves as being on the spectrum but um what?
1: And and that, labels are are relative, you know, they're all personal to people. Mm-hmm. So I I just sure. but it I, I just uh you know, Pride Month is coming and vampires and pride month go hand in hand. That's all I was trying to say mm-hmm. and I went off on a weird yes, semi stoner yes. tangent. Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's that, the, the amount of queer subtext in vampire like not even just movies, just
0: and I'm not fiction, even and it, down
2: right. There's so mm-hmm. much. There's
5: a lot of Absolutely. scholarly research that says that Bram Stoker was a closeted gay man.
4: Absolutely. I 100% mm-hmm. believe that.
5: And that he wrote Dracula to get the attention of the guy that he had the odds for. Mm-hmm. I mean, well,
1: yeah.
5: horror is queer, and I'm not the first person to say that.
2: No, well, I mean. Well, I, I for one, hope Bram Stoker got his dude. <laughs> here, here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yes. you see, The problem mm-hmm. with a lot of those Eurotrash movies is that they're not aimed at women. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. They're aimed at men. And to find a do. really great pride-level awesome female vampire lesbian movie is actually a very difficult thing. And I believe uh, Raven will be up to the challenge um, For sure. to help and then we will watch it. We will all watch it together at some point and make a special out of it or something. It'll be awesome. Uh, we can vote on it. There's there's so many out there. But it's also, um, it's not just that. Bela also represents, especially with the vote sequence and everything, of the immigrants, which is obviously a relevant mm-hmm.
0: discussion oh,
1: yeah. right now as well. All this stuff. You know, I, I think we were, we were done. It was like, yay, woo, we don't have to talk about this anymore. Oh, my God, things are going to shit. We have to talk about this stuff some more. Uh, it never stops. But vampires have always been metaphor for the other. And uh,
2: this is I, a great absolutely. time to
1: renounce this theme. So.
2: I think one, one of the more interesting <laughs> times in vampire history was during the early days of the AIDS epidemic a lot of vampire, you know, literature especially but movies too dealt with those fears as you know, in terms of vampires and exchange of blood and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What? Uh, so yeah, vampires have been used all throughout history to just like, you know, any other kind of horror to talk about the societal fears of the day, but vampires seem to be a little more on the nose than a lot of other kinds of, uh, monster stories.
1: Vampires and, and Giger do the same thing. They attack you sexually. Um, people feel very uncomfortable when they're pushed in their boundaries that way. Uh, especially back in the day. So you've got Bella Lugosi or, you know, Kaz Kinski, like, Attacking you that way, but so did Giger, and Giger takes it to the next level with his creature with alien. He said, "I am attacking you sexually." It's it. Orgos and sex go back to the beginning, and it's not you know. It, and and taboo sex with taboo people, no matter who they are, is always exciting, right? And there's always this. Fear that they were playing into in these stories uh, about oh they're gonna take our jobs and our women you know <laughs> uh, you know and, and it's all there in Dracula if you read it you know mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's. You know, I, I actually like versions of Dracula where he's the good guy. There are some books out there that turn it on his head, and it's like, no, he's not as bad as you think he is. He's very misunderstood by a very dick asshole. Uh, you know, so Now
2: I kind of want to see a vampire movie about a group of vampires coming and stealing a bunch of humans' jobs.
1: <laughs>
2: <That's awesome. laughs> that might
1: be Daybreakers. That was that, day, that, was that Sam Neill vampire yeah. corporate movie, right? Had, that movie the, 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 that yeah.
2: movie was better than it had any right to be.
1: Well, it has a kick ass ending. The movie itself is okay. The ending's great. Uh so uh is Some the top.
2: surprisingly good practical effects in that movie. You know,
1: blood, blood, blood. Um Yeah, you know, Mad Monster Party will be uh Dracula's in that. Yeah. You know. so we're gonna have all sorts of stuff. I mean, there's so we can list off Dracula movies and vampire movies for days. That's not what this is about. We're gonna what we wanna look for is the common tropes. Um, so that is actually where the bonus points will exist. Uh obviously there's gonna be specific things like Chris and Dracula and stuff that are going to be the highest point levels because they're simply the cornerstone of, of vampire lore. But then there's also going to be things like, you know, full moons, bats, mm-hmm. wooden stakes, coffins, horses, ca- carriages, climbing walls, brides. We, got, we can't forget vampire brides out there. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, not this, you know, uh, the, you know, garlic, uh, mirrors. Uh, what else have we got?
2: uh um, House on the soundtrack. <laughs> uh,
4: oh. mm-hmm. Invitation to come inside. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Female the vampires
1: tired. preying on children is a trope you often get. Ooh. Um, yes, uh, and that's actually like mm. pinagula. And that's in European and Chinese folklore. And Chinese folklore and Thailand. I mean, all that is like children. Some reason, female vampires always eat children. I I have no issue with that, but anyway,
0: uh, uh, we got uh, shape uh, we,
1: 15. shape 15, which i already, and I will tell you now uh, on camera, and I've given it as a, as a bonus point twice before. Bat to uh, vampire to bat on camera is automatic triple bonus this year. Uh, so yeah, Vamp- uh, you
2: know, how about vampires uh, holding humans in their thrall? Dracula had Renfield, but oh. just a whole lot of other vampires have their human servants. Sure. Well, and
1: we we also have pe- plagues and pestilence and madness. Mm-hmm. Madness accompanies vampires, so there'll be movies where madness might be the theme of the movie and not vampires, and you'll still get a bonus point because there's it takes place in an asylum or something along those lines because there are asylums and vampire and Dracula. Uh, you know, uh, the mental illness is definitely a running theme
4: through, uh, through, uh,
1: through Dracula.
4: Like uh, supernatural healing. That happens a lot on camera.
1: Mm-hmm. So
4: there's like a cut and then it suddenly heals.
1: Well, and it, and it became a trope like in True Blood and in other versions of vampires. Mm-hmm. Uh, doctors <laughs> use vampire blood for healing, its healing properties on the human after a while. Yeah. Uh, so right. uh, that does become trope. Uh, so, right. uh, but well, you know, there's just so many things we could think about. I'm going to want to keep it more old school to the more Transylvanian level vampires. Uh, but I definitely like, you know, there's so, you know, castles at night, locations will, you know, London will definitely get a bonus point as will Transylvania. Uh, if it take if your film takes place during, in the, in those locations, uh, so th- there could be a lot of movies that take place in those movies. You know, and there's there's a lot of movies in Germany that would would count, actually. Um, so
4: I think I keep hearing somebody, but I can't hear who it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hear whispers. I thought I was going crazy. Huh. You are
1: going crazy, but not for that reason.
4: Okay.
2: Oh
1: god, right.
2: the voices are <laughs> back. As long oh. as they
5: have winning lotto numbers, I don't mind. Right? Yeah.
2: My voices aren't nearly that helpful. <laughs>
5: well, it's, it's a discussion you have to have, you know. There's give and there's take. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Well, there's so much to do and so little time. Only five and a half months till Halloween. So, um
0: <laughs> that I have, that possible. I,
1: you know, time flies when you're having fun. Uh let's see. All the hot days are coming. Okay, so the uh madness theme announcement date is I mean the madness rule post date is everyone, rolling. Yeah. To, uh, Wednesday, September twentieth is the first day mm-hmm. is the warm mm-hmm. is the beginning of the recruiting period and the warm up period where we uh, get the uh, people volunteer to become part of the Madness before the teams and we get everyone waiting. And we sometimes even have a few specials and watch parties that are not theme related but they're theme adjacent. Like, um, for example, and I definitely think uh, one of those films will be Lair of the White Worm um, for the warm up. Oh, thank God!
0: It's,
1: it's such a great film, and uh, you know, and, and it'll moment. get you, it'll get you started and get you going. That's also the beginning of uh, walk walk through season, and usually during the warm up period, I do allow points for walkthroughs as well. The beginning of the madness itself is actually oh, it works out. Guess what? it's sunday october 1st so exactly where we need it to be so uh so september 20th and october 1st remember those dates and we'll be back in that time to talk to do vampires and talk about the madness and uh hopefully we'll have a lot of things up this summer that our next show we're going to do it on a special day it's going to not be on a Wednesday. It's going to be on a Tuesday, which is our original time slot, which was a Tuesday, uh, but we moved it to a Wednesday for reasons and never moved it back. That's eh, fine, COVID, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, it just reasons. Uh, let's see, I went too far. Okay, so the next show is, will be Tuesday the 13th, which will be our Pride Month and summer preview So we'll talk about the things happening Pride Month uh, Raven will lead off and talk about her show In detail Because she'll be getting ready to do the show um That weekend, right? You have two rehearsals coming up on that week, right?
4: That's right But I'll also have had a chance to see A lot of the other festival And um I can give you a recap on that
1: Excellent So we'll definitely talk about that We'll probably even start with that Thank you, Sean, for calling. By the way, we appreciate you. Uh, he just closed off for the Thank night, um, and um, we also talk about uh, Nathan's show at the end of the month for the wrestling. I uh, will talk about all the plans that myself and the Evil Genius may call it as well, because she's gonna they're going to be part of those plans this summer. So all that stuff is going to be next show, uh, preview San Diego Comic-Con, if you want to. Uh, you know, guys, you know, a lot to talk about. There's so much happening this summer, and not the things we're doing. There's stuff all over the country, like Joe Bob, for example, just announced that the j- Jamboree in October is going to be in Las Vegas. So support Mm -hmm. your drive-in. Go to Las Vegas and see a drive-in movie with Joe Bob uh, for three days. That's awesome. I wish he was doing it closer to me, but I'm happy that he's able to do something that cool. Uh, And three years in a row, he's done it now. So, yay. Uh, So, so much to talk about. So little time. And I keep having to cut somebody off. This time I was cutting Raven off. I usually cut Aaron off because Aaron has always more stuff than anybody. Cause, but now that they're both in L.A. area, they just have so much happening. Both of them do. So, and and we'll also preview and recap the Cure concert, that the big one, has been going around the United States on the next episode because I'm going to it, Aaron has gone to it, and I also got tickets to not one, not two, not three – but four major things coming through the Atlantic area next month. And I know that Nathan has at least one, possibly two things coming through the pipe as well. So there's a lot to do this summer and let's go have some fun, everyone. I know we had a rough inflation year, but you know, once again, everyone's spending their money on experiences. Actually, they actually say the experience spendings at an all-time high, acquisitions at an all-time low. That's as it should be, folks. Go experience life. Go see a movie. Go read a book. Go ride your amusement park ride that you've always wanted to do. Go support your local drive-in. Go to your art museum. Uh, watch movies you've never seen before. Learn. Read books that are being banned. Go see a drag show. every Go do something that someone told you not to do. There's so much to do this summer. Have fun. Blessed be. Good film hunting and good night. We're going to leave you with Sting. Good old fashioned. We'll start with, I haven't picked a a mascot film or song yet, but I decided I'm going to play vampire theme songs throughout the summer and tell the madness. And the first one is from Dreams of the Blue Turtle, Mr. Sting himself. Moon over Bourbon Street about Vampire Sight. Good night, everyone See you in a couple weeks
0: Good night.
6: There's a moon
1: over Bourbon Street
6: Tonight I see faces as they pass Beneath the pale and I've no choice but to follow That call The bright lights The people And the moon and all I pray Every day To be strong For I know What I do Must be wrong Or you'll never see My shade Or hear the sound Of my feet While there's a moon Over Bourbon Street It was many years ago That I became what I am I was trapped in this life like an innocent lamb, oh I can never show my face at noon, and you'll only see me walking by the light of the moon. The brim of my hat hides the eye of a beast, of the face of a sinner. But the hands of a priest Oh, you'll never see my shade Or hear the sound of my feet While there's a moon over bourbon